This has been another great presentation of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch more shows at foureyedradio.com. Greetings, comic book fans and comic bookies and all things that are comic book based. We're glad you're back. And this is not a spoiler episode unless you've never seen any animated series in your entire life that I don't know what to tell you. They've been out since 1966, people. Come on. Uh, but Kyle and I get animated this episode. We're going to dive into the Marvel cartoon universe and the DC cartoon universe, talk about different shows. Maybe we'll point out some of our favorite ones and maybe little touch upon certain episodes, but we will probably be doing more of these kind of episodes because there's so much in animation that Kyle and I absolutely love that uh, we're going to dive into. So without further ado, Kyle, hit that intro music and let's start the Longbox cast. Animated! And welcome back. Of course, you can find us on the www.longboxcast.com, part of the 4i Radio Network. Yes, I know it's a website still in progress. Unless somebody wants to help me out, uh, you know, anybody on Twitter is like, hey, I know how to put together a website. I know what to do. Give me some tips and tricks and everything. That would be great. Uh, to listen to the show, you can find us on 4iRadio.com, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Player FM. And, of course, our podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiry, please visit revengelover.com. And um, I, this isn't in our notes, but I have to figure out the actual percentage. But I guess if you mention us where you where you heard about us and you go to revengelover.com, I believe you get 10% off your first uh, art uh, thing. It's either 10 or 20. I'm thinking I'm going to go with 10, but don't quote me on this. We'll double check on all that and stuff like that. But of course, we're brought to you by Comic Care uh, Comics. Yes, that's right. Go to comiccare.org and you go to the Comic Care website. And this is a great uh, nonprofit organization. They basically go to hospitals, dress up as all these cool superheroes. They uh, team up with the Arizona Avengers. And they go there and they deliver comic books to sick kids in the hospital. So if you have a bunch of old comic books, you don't know what you're doing with them, or you literally just opened a storage unit and you're like, I am never going to do anything with these books. And I don't want to trade them in because I know they're probably not going to get that much. And they're not really in the best condition, or some of them could be in the best condition. You know what? Boom. Drop them off. And guess what? It's a tax write-off, people. Yes. You can put this stuff on your taxes. And if you haven't done your taxes by now, you need to hurry because I believe that's April uh, 15th is when they're due. Um, I know I'm giving everyone like a personal service announcement right now. It's like, this is the tax episode. I don't know. But um, without also further ado, Kyle wants to drop off another thing because we did have this uh, guest on the show last week, but we think people might have not listened so much because it was a big spoiler episode. So we're again, Kyle, go ahead and tell the listeners what they can listen to right now. Yeah, so basically we had Luke Stone on our 
podcast last episode, and like Steve said, it was a spoiler episode where we talk about Batman v Superman. So I figured, you know, most of you people probably didn't listen to that episode because you didn't want to be spoiled. Well, um, basically, I'm going to play the audio clips of him talking about their books and whatnot, but just want to do a name drop again. Luke Stone of Tenacious Comics. You can check out their Kickstarter. Just search for Worst Day Ever. It's a guy in a hot dog suit. You really cannot miss it. <laughs> um, I'm so happy about help that. Help them out. I mean, I know they've already gotten past their goal, but, you know, shooting for more, I mean, it doesn't hurt to help out. So I'm going to play the audio clip right now. I'll censor something at the very end that he says because he does actually spoil the ending to Batman v Superman. So I will censor that part so you guys don't hear it. Enjoy. So, Luke, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tenacious Comics? Okay, yeah. Tenacious Comics is a uh, creator co-op. It's a little different kind of way to approach comic books. But uh, the best way to describe it is imagine a bunch of self-publishers are getting together and uh, decide to, to help each other get their stuff published and kind of promoted. And uh, we do, that's kind of what the co-op is all about. We help each other get our stuff out there. Okay. And uh, right now we got creators in New York and California. We've got some in uh, Nebraska. And then obviously down here in Jacksonville, Florida, where uh, comics are king down here. So uh, that's kind of the, uh, the short piece about, about what we do. And we've got several cool... Uh, Titles getting ready to come out in October. We're soft launching the company this year, and then we're going to hard launch next year. So it's going to be really cool, um, oh, cool. to have have that imprint out there. Uh, we're working with the distributor, and um, it's not Diamond. We can't afford Diamond, so <laughs> we could. yeah. If we could, they'd be making crappy movies about our comics too. So, but they're not. So. Hey, to be uh, fair, we can't afford anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, uh, speaking of which, we're running a Kickstarter right now for one of our releases that's getting ready to hit uh, called Worst Day Ever. It's a 12-issue comic that uh, that I came up with the idea with, and I'm working with a writer named Wesley Shomer in Nebraska. And he wrote 12 issues of a, a wonderful tragedy. It's a beautiful story. And we are putting it to life in a 12-issue uh, series that will eventually go to paperback after after we get after we get done with uh, the, the comics. But uh, it's 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 in the zombie apocalypse, but uh, it's not. It's it's really about uh, life, love, and kind of the hardships that you go through. And it just so happens to be that there's zombies there too. So uh, our guy, kind of like the tagline for it is uh, "Worst day ever." Going to work dressed as a hot dog. No, no, <laughs> not that. Because going to work dressed as a dog during the zombie apocalypse. Now that is the worst day ever. So that's kind of the premise of the story and. And it kind of takes off from there, and so uh, we're real excited about the title, and, and eventually, you know, we hope uh, that other people will kind of kick on there too. But our Kickstarter for that uh, has been running for a few days. We've already hit our goal, and so nice. we're going for a stretch. Yeah, you know, we're reaching for a oh, stretch goal. Cool. So anyone who wants to get an early copy of that would be awesome. Uh, also, you have a chance to uh, one of our perks is you get a chance to to be drawn as a zombie in a future issue of the comic book. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, that nice. is pretty cool. Um, well, if you want, go right ahead and plug away that Kickstarter, and then when our episode release, we'll drop that on our Facebook page and help promote on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's uh, if you can just look up if you go to the comics and find on there, it's worst day ever. Uh, you can see this uh, funny looking guy in a hot dog suit with a shotgun. Um, <laughs> you already have my money. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. yeah, we thought it'd be a perfect title to kind of start off, uh, you know, kind of kick uh, kick a new company with. We uh, I shopped it around a little while, but uh, we had some we had some interest, but but nobody really wanted to, to kind of take it. Uh, we're doing a little something different with the art. I'm kind of we're we're doing something with the different with coloring, and we're making it a little more lighthearted, considering it's such a uh, such a sad tale. Uh, poor Charlie, our protagonist, he's uh, he just can't seem to win. It's like if uh, if uh, it weren't for bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Now we do have a, a free preview of that coming out. It's going to be available uh, in Jacksonville, or you can uh, go to our website, tenaciouscomics.com, and you can uh, you can access the eight-page pre uh, the free preview of that now, and kind of get an idea and kind of get a head start on that story. Uh, but we will have hard copies of that available here in Jacksonville at uh, at a place called Mythical Mountain. It's it's kind of my comic stop, and we hope to eventually get uh, the book in some other places here, and and some of the other creators, in their hometowns and their their books, uh, where they would sell their books to get our get it in there. But that's it will release in October officially. So hopefully nice. then we'll see we'll see more activity there. Very cool. That's awesome. Just in time for the just in time for the Halloween season. Yeah, and time for uh, season seven of The Walking Dead. We can't compete with The Walking Dead, unfortunately. But yeah, we're just trying to carve out our own little niche. So. No, it works. I mean, there's a couple of other like shows out there. I think I saw like uh, something like War Z or something. It's on Sci-Fi or whatnot. I know it was on Netflix, yeah. and they actually in the first episode they had a really good twist in it, where I was just like, oh, I did not see that coming. This guy seemed like your very main character, and yet got rid of him. <laughs> so, um, but anything to get a leg up. Yeah, well, you know, I'm from the mindset that uh, that people that you love in, in stories, they, they probably need to die, you know. Um, when uh, Harry Potter died and then they, he didn't really die, I was, I was really mm -hmm. disappointed, you know. And uh, Okay. So, Steve, yes. you have a very special episode today. Yes, Kyle and I are talking all the animated shows that came out from DC and Marvel Comics. And, yes. uh, so, my question for you is, Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start, Marvel or DC? Well, the funny part is I was just looking at both lists, and actually the weird part is, and I don't know if this is just like they did it at the same time or they had the same idea, but it looks like both Marvel and uh, DC both started in 1966 with their yes. animated series, uh, which is actually pretty but insane. If you do a little bit more research into it, The New Adventures of Superman, which is the DC first animated TV show, was in 1966. The very first episode aired on September 10th, 1966. Marvel side, the Marvel superheroes, and you're going to love this, first aired September 1st, 1966. A difference uh, of nine days. Wow. Yeah. So... Um. Well, let's see. Do we want to do some? Because um, I have a feeling, like I don't know about you, but I think some of the early Marvel episodes. It wasn't until it got to a. Because I think some of the Marvel shows weren't really animated, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were more like yeah. just kind of like those uh, animated comics we get now, where it was just yeah. kind of like bit, little watched, motion stuff. Yeah, I watched the opening sequence to the Marvel superheroes, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, let me just see what the opening is. First off, theme song is just crazy. I'm gonna play it right now. <laughs> Kind of hokey superhero Optimistic and electrically transistor superhero And exotically neurotic and 
and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Superpowered from the forehead to the toes. Watch them change their very shape before your nose. See our cane striking superhero change to Viking superhero. Ah, ding and real swing and shield bling and superhero. They're the latest, they're the greatest, ultimate superheroes. The Marvel superheroes have Yeah, that happened. And so basically, if you end up actually YouTubing it, all you see really is, it's basically, like you said, an animated comic book. They just, like, drew out the character, and the only thing that's really animated is their lips, just when they talk. And, like, occasionally you'll see, like, an arm go up, but then that's it. You you don't see much else. I mean, the backgrounds move. Like, when they show Iron Man flying, he just... He flies, but all his body stays the same. Nothing else moves, and you just see the background moving, which is kind of funny. <laughs> that um, is pretty funny. Very, but even still, I mean, basically, what this was half hour program made up of three seven minute segments of a single superhero separated by a short uh, description of one of the other four heroes. It has also been broadcast as a mixture of various heroes in a half-hour time slot and is individual segments as filler or within children's TV programs. The segments were either Captain America, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, and the Submariner, which I absolutely love because you don't see much of the Submariner nowadays. Yeah, because Submariner, um, I would think, is the biggest dick in the Marvel Universe. He's also the first dick in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) And the oldest dick. Because if it wasn't for Submariner, we may not even have Mar- uh, Marvel Comics right now. So, But the fact that he was actually part of this cartoon lineup is amazing. You don't see him anywhere nowadays in anything. I mean, I think the last time we saw him was in the Fantastic Four 2000 cartoon. Yes. Um, which we and will it, get into when we get there. Which is really funny that you bring up the Submariner because I remember downloading a game for my um, – what's it called? My Oya – and basically, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of kind of rom-com games because I found out you could play old-school arcade games on there. So I had a Spider-Man game, a beat-em-up, and I'm mm-hmm. playing it, and it gives you, like, Spider-Man. It gives you, like, uh, I think it's, like, Black Cat, um, Hawkeye, and then it just has Submariner in there. And you're like, huh. this was a weird pull for this game because it's like, okay, um, mm-hmm. interesting. So That is interesting. Well, all right. Well, since we're already talking about this, do you want to just deal with the uh, Marvel side first, and then we'll get to DC because I know DC's yeah. got all the cool stuff. Yeah, because Marvel is uh, Marvel gets. I don't think Marvel really hits their stride until almost the nineties. Um, yeah, of, like some really good animated television shows. Well, but there was one in the eighties that's going to get a major shout out. Oh, I think I know what this one is. Yes, yes, and we will get to him and his amazing friends in shortly. <laughs> all um, right, so. In 1966, you had the Marvel superheroes. And 1967 to 1968 was the Fantastic Four. This one here actually was animated, I believe. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, I think this was done by, yes, it was. It was the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, actually. uh, uh, They ended up doing the production on this one. Yes, Um, which is kind of funny because Hanna-Barbera ends up doing a lot of DC stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. after Fantastic Four, uh, from 1967 to 1970, was Spider-Man. 
Now, is this the Spider-Man that we all know the theme song from where it's like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can? I want to say yes. Um, if I'm wrong, oh well, but I tell you what, I'll do the research, find the uh, theme song for it, and I'll play it right now. I'm doing most of this in post-editing people, so I have no idea whether I'm right or wrong yet, so I'll do this later. It, it happens. You know what's so interesting about some of these shows with the early Marvel? They were all broadcast on ABC, which is now ABC is Disney and is it, up and yeah. now owns Marvel now, so it's kind of like this crazy, weird, bizarre, like, full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, also funny, I mean, when we get to it, I mean, X-Men was also on Fox Kids, so, I mean, and Fox mm-hmm. owns the movie rights for them. So next yeah. up, in 1978 on NBC was the new Fantastic Four, which looks like it really did not last very long. Um, uh, no, I only got one episode and only uh, – or not one episode, one season and 13 episodes. Oh, okay. Um, In the second animated series based on Marvel's comic book series, Fantastic Four, the 1978 series replaced the character of the Human Torch with a robot named Herbie, humanoid experimental robot B-type integrated electronics because the 1978 television rights to use that character were tied up by a proposed television pilot movie in development by Universal Studios, now a sister company to NBC that ended up never being produced. Ah. They had the Human Torch and, or they had Fantastic Four with no Human Torch. Foreshadowing? Didn't they do that a while back with uh, Marvel Comics where they actually killed off Johnny Storm at one point? Yeah, but I, I wouldn't call that foreshadowing. I call that just dumb luck um next one i find to be freaking hysterical is fred (laughs) and barney meet the thing sorry i just i just clicked on it and saw it like (laughs) fred look at this thing over here it's clobbering time flintstones yeah oh okay Fred and Barney Meet the Thing is a 60-minute Saturday morning animated package show produced by Hanna-Barbera, which aired on NBC from September 8, 1979 to December 1, 1979. It contained the following two segments, the new Fred and Barney show, the revival of the Flintstones, and The Thing, based on Marvel Comics Superhero. Despite the title, the two segments remained separate and did not cross over with one another. Fred, Barney, and The Thing were only featured together during the show's opening title sequence and in a brief bumpers between segments. The unusual combination of a Marvel superhero and the Flintstones was possibly because at this time, Marvel Comics owned the rights to several Hanna-Barbera franchises and were in fact publishing comic books based upon them. The Flintstones was one of them. 
That is very interesting. That that is actually that is like the most bizarre like crossover I could think of at any point. <laughs> yeah. Fred, you get this rock bottom out of here. What did you say? Uh, next up in nine. 19- 1979 to 1980 was the Spider-Woman TV series. Wow. Yeah, um, which is I find really cool because, I mean, you don't hear much about Spider-Woman nowadays anyway, so... No, no, yeah. Here we go. Introduction. Uh, according to the title sequence, Jessica Drew was bitten by a poison spider as a child. Her father saved her life by injecting her with an experimental spider serum, which also granted her superhuman powers as an adult. Jessica is editor of Justice Magazine with two other employees featured. Photographer Jeff Hunt, a cowardly braggart who nonetheless fancied himself as a quick-witted and resourceful crime stopper, and Jessica's teenage nephew, Billy. When trouble arises, Jessica slips away and changes into her secret identity of Spider-Woman. The Spider-Woman cartoon should not be confused with Web-Woman, a filmation superheroine cartoon launched at around the same time, which reportedly prompted Marvel Comics into creating a Spider-Woman character to secure the copyright. Ah, yeah, now Filmation, um, they've done a couple of things that really kind of, like, I don't know some of their, I know a few of their cartoons, but they actually had that big problem where they had a show actually called Ghostbusters, and when they were doing the animated series of the Ghostbusters, that's when they had to turn around and call that animated series the real Ghostbusters to be like, ah. no, we want to keep the name, but fuck you guys because you guys are a bunch of dicks. And if anyone watched that Ghostbuster one, it's like, we're two college kids, and we have an ape, and we fight go, And you're like, this is dumb. This is so stupid. <laughs> so make sure you just, just stop. Nice. Um, next up is another Spider-Man cartoon, which is the second Spider-Man cartoon so far. Mm-hmm. From 1981 to 1982. Um, let's see here. The series was created to launch Marvel Productions, successor of De Petit Frelang Enterprises, who had previously produced the 1978 New Fantastic Four and 1979 Spider-Woman animated series, where Spider-Man made two appearances. Marvel Productions would later co-produce the, with Sunbrow Productions various animated series based on Hasbro Toyland properties. Mm. Um, so just another Spider-Man cartoon. So up next is the one everyone remembers, and I am definitely going to play the theme song for this one, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Iceman and Firestar. His amazing friend. So, Steve, I know you're a little yes. bit older than me. I, I refuse to do the math right now, but did you watch this growing up, or was this uh, before you? Uh, let's see. 1981 is when it premiered. I did not see this until it was probably in its rerun period back in the 1990s uh, at some point. I don't know when it was back on the air, but 1981, uh, that's three years before I was actually born. Okay. Uh, 
But this is a this is a show. I think when I finally got access to Cartoon Network growing up, they did play a lot of this, and it was actually kind of funny because one of the voice actors in this who played Iceman, uh, Frank Welker, he's a guy who's been in my life for ages. I mean, he's done like all the Decepticons and the Transformer uh, cartoons. Yeah. He's the original voice and still the voice of Freddie Jones from Scooby Doo. Um, any animal that's ever been on The Simpsons, he does that animal like <laughs> voice. And everything. Like this guy is just insane. Nice. Like when it comes voice acting and some of that. Um, he was also the voice of Ray Stance in the uh, animated Ghostbusters cartoon as well. So this was a huge, you know, another pinnacle point. And yeah, but he played, yeah, but it was such a weird team up because we, everyone knew Spider-Man. I think everyone knew Iceman, but I don't right. think everybody knew uh, well, so much about. <clears throat> they couldn't know because this show created Firestar for the show. Okay. That's what I was curious about. All yes. right. Um, and then eventually Marvel comics ended up creating Firestar in the comics. I have her first appearance too. Oh. Um, it's not worth much. But they did create Firestar for the show, which is pretty cool. And then I remember, I believe it was an episode where they actually meet the X-Men. And ah. Wolverine is Australian in the thing instead of Canadian. And Hugh Jackman, who plays Wolverine, is Australian. So it's kind of funny. How I, told, I totally remember that. They were all doing it's like I think it's one with the Juggernaut shows up, too. And like yes. they were having like a they were having like a, a barbecue. It was like, yeah, a barbecue for like a reunion or something like that. Like, and then like, of course, like Firestar and like Iceman were there because they were mutants. And Spider Man's like, we kind of come along. They're like, no, it's for mutants only. <laughs> something weird. I don't know. Wolverine just had problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I remember that because he jumps in. He's all like, all right, I'll stop this guy. Snippity step. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, but I mean, I think this is probably. The biggest cartoon everyone probably remembers. I think everyone's at least seen an episode or two of this at some point. I want to say, is it on Netflix? Um, you know what? It's weird. Marvel had a bunch of stuff on Netflix, like all these old shows, and then they removed them at one point. I don't know. I know this was on there. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Uh, but they did did a weird like split up with it. I know it only says there's like 20 six episodes no 24 episodes but three seasons so it's a weird split up like it's literally like i think there's like 10 episodes in season one and then like season two's like here's four or five or it's like a weird like mm-hmm. who knows but yeah i don't know if it's still on there but it was on there at uh some point yeah um i know in the ultimate spider-man comic they actually did do a uh spider-man and his amazing friend type issue or something like that. They actually had Spider-Man, Iceman, and then Liz Allen ends up becoming Firestar. So, like, they had, like, a quick little team-up right there in, like, one issue of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic. Oh, so cool. I, thought, I love that. And then eventually, uh, the Human Torch and Iceman end up living with Spider-Man for a little bit. So mm-hmm. that was kind of another homage to the whole Spider-Man and his amazing friend. You just replace Firestar with the Human Torch, which still works. Yeah, you know what the weird part I had with that show was, like, they all live together, which is fine, you know, and everything mm-hmm. like that. But the weird part was, like, that, like, in the very beginning, they all, like, you see Firestar does this cool thing and, like, puts on her thing, and she's all, like, a flame on and same with Ice Man, and Spider-Man's like, I'm going to put my mask on. Like, it was really kind of like, and they hit a button, and, like, everything flipped around, like, almost like a bat cave. But I'm sitting there going, like, okay, I don't know where Iceman and Firestar get their, their money, but I know Peter Parker doesn't have that much money, so how does he pay for this? Is that why he got two other roommates or something? Because it's all like, I really need all this, but I can't afford it because I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, uh, again, great show. Um, 
I mean, animation for what it was back in the day was still great. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a ton of like you know you'll be like seeing like a bunch of memes of them. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Didn't I, you have like I, a I, desk that flipped around in the floor or whatever? Yes. Yeah, and weren't they um, like like a higher up building? So like. In like an apartment building or something like that. Yeah, that's the thing because they. Did, I remember an episode where they actually had like a tenant. Like this old woman would come by every so and be like, "Where's my money?" And then Parker would be like, "Up, oh, gotta go!" And like just swing out the window. <laughs> I'm all like, "So not only do you guys obviously have disposable income for this crazy base that you built in, and I honestly I don't know if this thing was rent control, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that in a park. Like I don't think I could just go check out my wall and hit a button and something flips around. Like after I do the walkthrough after I leave, I think the apartment complex would be pretty." Pretty pissed. They'd be like, "Did you literally install like a flip around bookcase? Like, what the hell is wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm Spider Man, and these are my amazing friends." And then jump out the window. Like, I, I'm pretty sure you can't do. It. Maybe back in the '80s you could. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, in 1982, there was the Incredible Hulk TV series, an animated television series based on Marvel Comics character. Series ran for 13 episodes on NBC in 1982, part of a combined hour with Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Unlike the previous live-action The Incredible Hulk television series from Universal in the 1970s, the series was based upon the Hulk comic books and was able to properly or portray the more fantastical elements of the comics as sticking to its true name and origin, as well as featuring the return of the original characters in his life all of which the live-action series refused to show. It featured stories faithful to the source material from Marvel. In addition, new recurring characters were created for the series, including the Hispanic family or father of Father Rio and his youthful daughter, Rita. Mm. And I know what they're talking about because in the live-action Incredible Hulk TV show, they changed his name from Bruce to... uh... Was it David Banner? Yes, David. They changed it because they were like, Bruce doesn't sound very manly, which is weird because Batman is also Bruce. Yeah, they like the, literally what they told Stan Lee. And I remember Stan Lee, he would tell the story sometimes on uh, like different podcasts he's been on. He's like, yeah, they made us change the name because they said it was too. It sounded gay. They were like, it's Bruce Banner. He's all like, oh, that Bruce name. It sounds like a like a homosexual name. And he's like, what? Like, I OK, fine. We'll change it, I guess. Like, but like, honestly, you think about it, like how many people are actually named Bruce now that you're kind of like, these people are pretty badass people. Like, I don't know where they got. I guess the 70s were weird, I guess, like. It's like, hi, my name is Bruce, and everyone's just like, it's like, what, Revenge of the Body Statue, where everyone just points at him and is just like, gay! <laughs> or something. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I was not born in the 70s, as much as Kyle thinks I am, but I wasn't. I, I didn't think you were born in the 70s. I thought you were always born in 1980. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Okay, so after that, in 1989, there was actually quite a gap there from 1983 when Amazing Spider-Man and his friends and Incredible Hulk ended to 1989, only got a pilot episode, but it's X-Men, Pride of the X-Men. Mm. Um, I'm going to pull this up real quick. Is an animated television pilot originally broadcast in 1989 on the Marvel Action Universe television block featuring Marvel Comics mutant superheroes, the X-Men. The pilot aired infrequently in syndication and was later released on video. It later served as the basis for Konami's X-Men arcade game. Ah, that would that would make sense with uh, all that, which actually is a really great arcade game. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I think I, I don't have the... I know, was it, wasn't this up to eight players? 
I don't remember. I don't think I've ever yeah. actually played it. Oh, okay, because I, I know I have the four-player version on that ROM thing, but it's mm-hmm. like there was one where it was like one of those two like put together like one of the huge screens. It was like one of those huge console things. I know mm-hmm. there was like plays Nightcrawler, Cyclops, uh, Wolverine, uh, mm-hmm. Colossus, Storm, and I'm tr- I'm I can't remember the other girl. I don't know. If this is the girl that then later became Jubilee. Um, I just consider the thing, but yeah, it was one of those crazy ass ones where it was like eight people could play at a time. Hmm. Oh man, God, like, that's actually that's like the biggest thing. If I ever become like a millionaire or anything like that, I'd literally just want a basement full of like old school arcades. <laughs> nice. Ugh. Now, up next is another X Men cartoon, and started in 1992 and lasted until 1997 on Fox Kids. It yeah. is the uh, probably one of the biggest things that got me into comic books nowadays besides one other show which we will get into in a little bit the x-men the animated series huge show uh lasted five seasons which is actually quite incredible yeah so i mean for that time i mean animated series like don't really last that long i mean uh especially like syndicate ones that are like for kids Mm -hmm. and everything that get premiered like you know every like saturday morning or something like that i mean a lot of these don't really last too many seasons i mean most of them last if they're lucky maybe two three seasons yeah uh this one got five and this one Mm -hmm. i think was a pinnacle point for everybody because i think they this came out right at the point of like i guess i want to say maybe marvel comics like rebirth almost to get yeah. like the young kind of generation in there mm-hmm. because this is when they released. I remember getting all the action figures. They had the card collection that came out with the hologram yeah. cards. Like this was like mm-hmm. Marvel was at like like top dog at this point yeah. in this time period. And I also know for a fact that Deadpool makes at least two small cameos. Uh, in the early first season, Wolverine is sleeping or he's in the medical bay or whatever, and he has a dream, and there's a quick flash of Deadpool's face. And then there's another scene where Morph is attacking them, and then he transforms into Deadpool really quickly. So never fully a Deadpool, but there are those cameos, which is pretty cool. But I mean, I and think also, this is... oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. No, I was go just ahead. gonna say when you talked about Morph, Morph was actually a character created for the car- the cartoon oh, show. Nice. But um, basically, I mean, this kind of gave the iconic look for a lot of these characters like Jubilee with the yellow jacket and whatnot. I mean, maybe they had it before in the comics, but I think this kind of just solidified everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what everyone kind of, I guess you, know, you could say like, this is what people grew up with when they were young. Yeah. And now people like, they're like, this is what we grew up with, I guess. So, I mean, you got Cyclops, Wolverine, Rogue, Storm, Beast, Gambit, Jubilee, Jean Grey, Professor X, and they did covered so many of the comic book storylines. Like, they did Days of Future Past. Yeah. They did Apocalypse. Um, they did. Uh, they did the Phoenix. Phoenix. Yes. I mean, Phoenix. they they did a lot of stuff with this show that was just and a little bit before his time. And sometimes it had some uh, stuff in there that was really uh, not really geared towards kids, which I know was probably they're trying to shoot for their target audience at the time. But they had some in depth stories. Yeah. In some of these um, uh, there's actually a thing right here that says the series deals with social issues including divorce, Christianity, the Holocaust, Days of Future Past, AIDS hysteria, feelings of loneliness, and then uh, you know television was satirized uh, with the um, Mojo Vision. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's like. I mean, I could rewatch this right now, and I'd watch the whole thing. Oh, it's great. There's a, there's only one episode that stands out in my mind just because when I saw it, I was at the proper – I was at, like, a couple of – like, older when I watched mm-hmm. it. 
Um, and I busted out laughing because it just didn't make – I did not realize this, and I guess it just never triggered to me when I was growing up, but Gambit speaks in the third person. Huh. Uh, there's an episode where they get to an island, and they lose their powers while on this yes. island. Yes, yes. So right afterwards, it's all like Jubilee goes to do something. She's like, oh, no, my powers are gone. And then, like, Gambit's like, Gambit got you covered. And he goes to throw the card. He's like, oh, no, Gambit lost his powers too. Like, And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? But the weirdest part that I picked out, because us being comic book nerds and knowing the ins and outs of certain stuff, is Wolverine's on the island, and this guy's all like, oh, you don't have your powers. And his claws come out. He's all like, these aren't part of my powers, bub. And he attacks the guy. But I'm going like, but – isn't your power healing? So wouldn't you be dying right now because the antiminium in your body, like that was the whole reason why it. Well, <laughs> it's, it. The healing factor is what kept him alive during the process. Okay. He, now that you know, like the whole adamantium has solidified on his bones, he's fine. But when the claws come ripping out of his skin, and that does not heal up when it comes back, that yeah. shit's gonna hurt. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember where like certain some of and some of Wolverine's lines were just like you know I go where I want when I want, bub. Like mm-hmm. he was just this like snarky little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a bunch of like like they also had like other characters show up. I remember, um, actually no, that was later on. So we'll get into that in a second. Um, but again, this was such a great TV show. Um, I used to love watching it when I was a kid. I mean, I didn't watch it probably until later on because I mean, it started in 1992. I was two years old when it came on. Yeah, but, I mean, like I was, I was seven when it ended. So I mean, eventually, I'd watch it whenever it came on. I didn't really care about watching it chronologically, but now I'm kind of like I kind of want to watch this chronologically just to see what happens. No, and that's true because I, the problem is there's a lot of these shows which kind of pissed me off during the Saturday morning cartoon thing, and this is why. Um, so no offense, to anybody who's Mormon. But uh, you guys kind of screwed up my Saturday a lot where all of a sudden I'd be expecting my X-Men show or my Spider-Man show to come up on Saturday morning. And then all of a sudden it'd be like, from the Church of Latter-day Saints, Jesus Christ. And it's like, why would, why would I want to watch? No, I don't. I don't. Another reason probably why I really just hate churches in general now just because I'm like, they screwed <laughs> up a lot of my Saturdays. Because it literally would have been like a Spider-Man episode. And I, and I, and I remember this clearly when we mm-hmm. get to Spider-Man. It was literally like a three-part series, and it was literally going to be the debut of Venom for the first ah. time. And literally, that episode was cut because they're like, "Oh, live from the." And I was like, "No, what? No, what? I don't care." Like, I was so angry. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but this was one thing I really liked was the fact that all these, uh, and we're going to mention these ones here too. But a lot of these here, uh, Fox shows. I mean, they kind of did some crossovers with them too, yes, which was pretty really cool. cool. Because the next one from 1994 to 1996, and I don't know if these two are connected, but they're both got the same time frame, so they both started and ended probably around the same time. Fantastic Four and Iron Man had their own show on Fox. Yes, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was actually three shows in development at this time, and it was Fantastic Four, Iron mm-hmm. Man, I believe like a year later maybe. I'm not looking at the timeline, so I'm just Spider-Man going Man did come out in 1994, but it lasted two years longer, so I think the three shows came out at the same time. Oh, that's not even the show I was thinking of. I was thinking of an Incredible Hulk uh, show. That's that actually out. on UPN. That was on UPN? Okay, because it's yes. weird because like they all came out around the same time, these uh, mm-hmm. these shows. So. See, I remember Saturday mornings, I had I used to have a ritual. I don't remember what it was, but like I'd watch like Pokemon on WB. 
I'd watch uh, Digimon on Fox and whatnot. But, I mean, I remember watching X-Men and Spider-Man on Fox. I remember switching over to UPN once, like, because UPN's uh, children block would last, like, an hour or two longer. Yes. And so once WB and Fox were over, I'm like, well, I still want to watch cartoons. So I go to UPN. They had, like, the Jumanji cartoon. Yes. And, like, right after that was The Incredible Hulk and I remember, like, the Incredible Hulk had, like, She-Hulk in it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Because I didn't really know comic books back then. So yeah. this is what introduced me to these characters. So this way, later on, when I started reading comic books, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know who this character is. And I got to learn more about them. Uh, you know, it's so funny, actually, um, now that I think about it. Like, kids today don't realize, like, what we actually had to do on a Saturday. Because now that you, uh, you – what you just said, that just – yeah, that was right. We literally were like, okay, this comes on from this time to this time. And then I have yeah. to switch over to another channel to catch these shows. And then I have to yeah. go back to this one because I don't want to watch the one show that's in between these shows. But I want to watch yeah. the next show. It's like we actually had to play, like, uh, cartoon roulette half the time. Because then they would do that where you're like, oh, no. Uh, which one am I more invested in, X-Men or Iron Man? Uh, like, if it was something like that was on different channels. I know X-Men and Iron Man were on the same channel, but it's like one of these yeah. things. I'm going to be honest with you. With the Iron Man TV series, um, I haven't watched it. I only watched it when it first came out. I did not like it. Yeah, um, the suit's weird looking. And um, it was always the suitcase. Yep, it had the suitcase, which I thought was a cool homage in Iron Man too. Yes. Um, uh, but then, I mean... I never really. They also had crossovers. Oh, okay. Uh, the Incredible Hulk and Spider Man crossovers. He also had a crossover with the Incredible Hulk on UPN, which is cool. Which is funny that you think about it, like because all of them were probably owned by Marvel or at that time, so they could do yeah. crossovers with no problems on cross different network. But now, nowadays, it's all like, yeah, we know you own the rights, but we're gonna have to, you know, work well, our magic for shit. Well, I mean, most all of uh, Marvel's cartoons nowadays are on Disney XD, yeah, Disney. so and well, they're all in the, the same problem. universe. So, well, I was talking more about like the DC TV shows, where it was like that huge. Like, I mean, they finally got that crossover episode that we were talking about, um, but it's like it was so much like we were like sitting there going like, okay, well, why can't you guys do this? You own the rights. Like, what's what's going on? Like, kind of thing. Well, I mean, obviously, Supergirl just started, so you couldn't do it right off the bat. I mean, they had to get solidified, make sure the show was still good. No, I understand so, that. Yeah, but anyway, so I mean, you had this, this, and then my all-time favorite Marvel cartoon, Spider-Man. Yes, this thing had all of his villains in it, from Green Goblin, Lizard, Shocker, Doc Ock, Mysterio, Scorpion, Rhino, Vulture, Chameleon, and Venom. I remember, you know, uh, they even did Carnage. Yes, um, they did Blade. Yeah, Blade was in – oh, man, I remember. That actually pissed me off. I was rewatching the Spider-Man series mm-hmm. on Netflix, and then they removed it before I could finish it. They had Daredevil come in, Punisher yeah. come in. Yeah, Punisher. Oh, man, they had so much stuff oh. in this. Like, it was such a great um, – it was, it was a great show. And actually one of my favorite episodes, and it's, it's just the pilot episode, but the animation in that pilot episode was so well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first one where he fights uh, Doc Connors as a lizard is like mm-hmm. so ridiculously well animated. It just like I could watch that over and over again. Hmm. Um, I remember they did. Uh, I mean, this this show I got into dark topics too because I mean, I remember Mary Jane ends up going missing. Yes, for a while, and they never did find her. Yeah, she but, just like came back at one point. Well, no, she came back, but it wasn't her. It ended up being like a hydro clone or something like that. She made it. She ended up being like part of water. Yeah, so it was so up, weird. 
she ends up going to like another dimension. He never finds her, and then the end of the series, they did the whole Secret Wars thing, yeah. where he like, which was awesome. We'll get into that in a second. And at the very end, like the very last episode, he ends up like teaming teaming up with a bunch of other Super Spider Mans. Yeah, and then he meets Stan Lee. Yeah, I always thought the last episode was kind of weird with that part. I was like, okay, but I thought it was kind of a cool ending. But they also end it where they're like, look. Uh, we know where Mary Jane is. Let's go get her. And it's like, end. I'm like, you guys couldn't do like a special like movie to finish it off or something. Cause I don't know. Like it was weird though. Cause it's like Fox at that time uh, with these cartoon series, like again, this one ran for like five seasons and it's again, they actually gave them like, okay, well this is going to be your last season to wrap everything up. So they did kind of give them at least time to like kind of wrap stuff up to a certain point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, another thing I remember really remember was when they did the whole Captain America Oh yeah, um, and they brought in like all the World War Two heroes, and you meet like the Wizard and all these other guys. And, yeah, it is. Oh man. Oh, and then Captain America ends up. He's like find the Red Skull, and then like they get sucked into like another dimension. But then Captain America comes back for the Secret Wars finale, and it was like the closest thing you'll ever get to the Avengers in that. But it was awesome. No, yeah, I mean they did a great like just run with this like show and everything like that, and. Mm-hmm. uh you know, voice acting was great. Animation was great. Everything was really cool. You know, um, I was just trying to remember some of the standout episodes. Oh, the of course, like uh, a lot of people I know, they were like, "Why didn't they use the Green Goblin yet?" And I remember there was this huge controversy with that, with the toy line and everything like that, because the toy line created Hobgoblin first before they did a Green Goblin. <laughs> so that's why they had to switch some stuff around. But Mark Hamill, the voice of the Hobgoblin, like. Huh. Right before, like the uh, during the same time frame that the Joker stuff was yes. going on, so I'm like Mark, and that's why I love whether you like the certain characters you play. But Mark Hamill, like he knows his comic book, so mm-hmm. you know, it was just it's just so much. It's just cool, like to hear that kind of stuff, you know. And you're like, oh yeah, because like literally you can hear some of the Joker in that Hobgoblin when he's doing it. But I'm not sure if it was Hobgoblin first and then Joker, or Joker and then Hobgoblin. So, but it's just kind of, it's just very interesting. Like, you're like, oh, this is kind of, you know, legit. But yeah, they had a lot of, a lot of great stuff. Oh yeah, freaking like, and even like, uh, yeah, like we had like Kingpin in this show. Like, honestly, I didn't even know who the Kingpin was until this animated series. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, this show like introduced me to like all the villains and everything. Um, Hammerhead. Yes. Uh, Kingpin, like you said. Um, uh, I mean, all, Black Cat. Yes. Oh. Uh, Hydro Man. Madam Web. I, I mean, this show, like, really just introduced me to, like, everything. And I, even, like, Morbius, I had no idea who it was. Yeah, until I like that. Uh, I think one of the great episodes is when they finally did the whole Green Goblin uh, Spider-Man thing where it's like Green Goblin finds out who Spider-Man was. Mm-hmm. And that whole episode is just eerie because literally they're having like a uh, a Christmas, like a party for Harry's birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like you can just see how uh, Mr. Osborne just started becoming like really just like this huge dick to like Peter at this party where he's just like, come on, Parker, let's tell everybody our secrets. He's like, I don't know what the fuck's going the hell like it's like god osborne's a dick you know um yeah yeah, just some good stuff now i remember when they did this like uh like all the episodes like there was like a saga for like the season like it had like a main title and then it would be like the sins of our father part whatever uh because i think that was like a little bit later or it didn't start until season two 
Um, season two was the Neogenic Nightmare uh, chapter prefix is what they're calling it, basically. Yeah. So, like, it was the Neogenic Nightmare part one. And then, like, I remember watching that as a kid. I'm like, what the heck is going on? How many parts are there to this damn saga thing? Uh, it was just yeah. what the season called. And then season three was Sins of Our Father, where I remember they brought in, like, Doctor Strange, Daredevil. Uh, season four was Partners in Danger. And then mm. season five was uh, had different ones. It was uh, season had Six Forgotten Warriors, which was the uh, Captain America thing, along yeah. with Secret Wars and then Spider Wars. This was, again, just great writing all around. So I will ask you this because I know this was a big thing in my uh, staple when the Spider-Man show came out. Uh, how oh, yeah. many of these uh, action figures did you get? Um, I'm looking at because uh, they show the thing on the Wikipedia page. I actually currently own a few of them because I never got them when they came out because mm. I wasn't really into toy collecting then. I mean, I had toys, but I didn't really know like, ooh, I wanted these. I didn't know they happened. But I was actually at a garage show maybe about a couple years ago. And they were selling some of them. I ended up picking up the Doc Ock, the Venom, the Hobgoblin, nice. the Kingpin, and I want to say the Scorpion. What was cool about the Venom was he had like a little lever on the back, and if you pulled it down, his tongue would come out. Yes. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Doc Ock's tentacles, you could like pose them in certain ways. Um, Kingpin, if you just raised up his arms and you pull the button on the back, they come smashing down. Yeah. Um, Scorpion, I don't remember if he did anything special. But yeah, I, mean, I think he, if you squeezed his like leg or his arm, his tail would. Like, yeah, Because you know, I, right. yeah. I remember having that one. And then I know the Hobgoblin had the little like throw in the pumpkin. Yep. Yeah, so I thought those were cool. Um, yeah, I had, let's see, what did I, I ended up getting, uh, I got the Venom, the Carnage, the Hobgoblin, the Craven the Hunter, uh, the Spider-Man, the crazy poseable one, uh, the Iron Spider-Man, or the, yeah, Iron, like, metal one, uh, yeah. Scorpion, and Gawker. Uh, I know I had, I know I had more, but mm-hmm. this is just, like, the first series, I think, of the show, of the, of the toy line. Like, there was a bunch of different ones. Like, I remember having the Black Suit Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember having, like, uh, Venom 2, where they made him even bigger, and, like, his, his face mask would come off and be Eddie Brock underneath or something like that, so... Um, it it was a lot of crazy ones they had. The only thing I didn't get with some of the toy line that they made was, oh yeah, my buddy Pat had the spider, um, the robot spider thing. Hmm. So it was like the miniature one and then like the next one and then the huge one on the bottom. Like I think one of it was like a scorpion. I remember he got that toy. Like me and him like would go back and forth. Like we'd get different ones. Like he's like, oh, I'm going to get this one. I'll get this one. Mm -hmm. Then we just had like these huge crazy Spider-Man battles. Like, oh man. Nice. All right. um, So, Moving on from Spider-Man, I know I could talk about that show all day. No, you and me, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think we're going to have to, like, sit down and just do, like, our favorite episodes, like, rewatch yes. some of these episodes. We might even do some commentary tracks. Because <laughs> this shit is, like, this is in our real house. But, yeah, no, I could talk about the Spider-Man show, yeah. like, all day long. Yeah. Um, Up next, we have, we already talked about this a little bit, was The Incredible Hulk on UPN. Yes. Um, again, I, this really, I didn't really watch it that much. I mean, like, I watch it, like, if it was, like, if I had nothing else to do afterwards. And I think at that point, like, I was kind of just, like, out of it. But, I mean, I never really got fully into it. 
But I mean, I kind of wish I did because it looks cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't – honestly, I don't think I was that big of an Incredible Hulk fan. Um, yeah. I think I felt the character to me at that time. I mean, great. Right now I love it. I think it's a great character. It's like – I think he's more – honestly, I think the Incredible Hulk is kind of for older – kind of like an older crowd because, like, he has so much of this, like, anguish and stuff that you can relate to. But as a kid, you're mm-hmm. like, he's not the Hulk. I hate this. Uh, he's not be- – you know, like, you don't yeah. get the depths of story. So that's – probably why I never really got into that series. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the next TV series after that was the Silver Surfer TV series, which I believe only lasted for one season. Um, yeah, uh, 13 episodes aired, and they had eight on script. Uh, basically, let's see here. While inspired by various Silver Surfer complex stories, the series alters the original mythos in some key ways. The most notable change is the removal of the Fantastic Four from the Galactus Trilogy, the story that serves as the foundation for the first three episodes of the series. In this version, the Silver Surfer, who has had the memories of Norrin Rad partially restored to him by Thanos, protects Earth from the hunger of Galactus because it reminds him of Zen La. Um, and then they introduce characters such as the Watcher, Ego the Living Planet, Pip the Troll, Drax the Destroyer, and Adam Warlock. Wow. So, I mean, this really dealt with a lot of, like, the space yeah. stuff. And, uh, I, uh, I have a feeling like if it ever got, like, a season two, it probably would have done, uh, like, um, shit, what was I thinking of? Like, just the Gardens of the Galaxy stuff, maybe, the Nova Corps, like, because it was maybe, all out in yeah, space, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently Beta Ray Bill had an uh, was in an episode. Oh, jeez, uh, what? Oh, Gamora was actually in an episode too, along with Nebula. Oh, wow! So I'm looking at the voice actors and just seeing all the characters. Um, yeah, I have a feeling this was a show that was way before its time because I have a feeling a lot of those characters not too many people knew, um, mm-hmm. and they're probably just like, okay, whatever. But I mean, Drax was in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamora and a couple others, but I mean. Eagle of the Living Planet, which is just awesome. Mm. So, again, it didn't last like eight episodes, so, unfortunately. <laughs> so, let's see here. Um, yeah, but I can't, again, I think this was another one of those uh, shows, again, that I was all like, okay, it's kind of cool, but then it, I was just like, I, I don't think I can follow any of this. Yeah. Next up was, and I don't know if this was like a sequel to the amazing spider-man cartoon but it's spider-man unlimited yeah this was uh i think they were trying to like reboot it or do like a spin-off series or something but yeah but this features the spider-man costume from spider-man 2099 in the comics yes um basically you start off in normal time and basically uh peter parker he goes after like venom or someone I think Venom and Carnage, they end up kidnapping uh, J. John Jameson's son. Yes. And they go into the future, and so Spider-Man's chasing after him, and then he turns on his new suit, which I guess is nanotechnology. And I remember him saying, it's a good thing uh, Iron Man upgraded my suit. Yeah. So, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. But, I mean, he goes to the future, and, like, Things are just completely desolated. Like, a bunch of villains have been, like, upgraded almost. Like, there's a future version of Green Goblin and Vulture. Uh, Jameson, I guess, turns into his man-wolf form, which was kind of cool. 
Yeah, and there was, like, this whole, like, weird sub, like, there was, like, humanoid, like, animals in this and stuff like that. Yeah. It was a weird, like, it was a weird show. It didn't last very long and stuff like that, but I think it was, like, I don't know. Um, but I remember trying to watch it on Netflix because I didn't catch it when it first premiered. I was watching it on uh I was watching it on Netflix and going like, wow, you had like such a good idea, but you just like did not know how to deliver this. Like mm-hmm. it would have been a really cool concept, but there was just stuff in it that I was just like, ugh, like this is not mm-hmm. working. Like there was stuff that I didn't get where he's like, oh, I got a thing where I could turn invisible. And then it's like, but it only lasts like, and you're like, what? Uh, I'm looking at this and it lasts for 13 episodes and it, the original release lasted from October 2nd, 1999 to March 31st, 2001. It took him a while to release those episodes. Yeah. So, moving on from Spider-Man Unlimited. Let's see. Ah, yes. From 1999 to 2000 was Avengers United They Stand. Another TV show that only lasted 13 episodes. Honestly, I don't even think I even heard of this. I've seen the episodes. I think you can YouTube them and you'll find them. Okay. It's basically based off the roster of the West Coast Avengers. Ah, it, the team up had Ant Man, Wasp, Wonder Man, Tigra, Hawkeye, Falcon, The Vision, and Scarlet Witch. But all these characters, like if you look for a picture of them all, they're mm-hmm. like all in like these souped up armors. Like they had like this, they were like all souped up 90s armor type thing. I guess robots it, were big that time. Well, I think it was a mix between uh, 1990s muscles and a 2000 uh, technology type thing, because that was right around the time mm. for it all. But I mean, Okay, didn't last long, but the team was led by Ant-Man, and Gi- or also known as Giant-Man. Let's see, the series features many Avengers men, uh, major complex foes, including Ultron, King the Conqueror, Egghead, the Masters of Evil, consisting of Baron Zemo, Tiger Shark, Absorbing Man, Moonstone, Warwind, Boomerang, Cardinal, and Dragonfly. Uh, they also fought the Grim Reaper. This version wore a full body armor and a helmet featuring a skull-like paint job. His ties to Wonder Man remained intact, and the Zodiac, as well as the associated characters such as Swordsman, the Circus of Crime, Namor, Atuma, Agatha Harkness, and Salem Seven. So basically, that was all the episodes right there. <laughs> yeah, but if you want, it wasn't bad. Uh, although it's been a while, so I yeah. Can't. No, I just realized why I probably didn't see this episode or even know about it because this was the point. This is the pinnacle point in my life, and I was going into high school, so ah. I probably stopped watching certain shows at a point. Although I have a feeling you probably watched this next show, X Men Evolution. I actually did. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember watching this, and at first I was kind of like, "Well, this is nothing like the uh, original X Men. What the hell?" Yeah, I think this was them trying to do something off of the uh, movie. But then they made, was, every, yeah. they made everybody young. I will put it this way. I did like the art design. Some of the stories were pretty good. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucked because it got to his – I forget what it was. It literally got to almost – it was like doing the apocalypse stuff, and then it, it just stopped. Well, no, no, no. They finished the apocalypse story. Okay, because like, because I never seen anything after that. Like it was leading up yes. to all that stuff, and then for some well, reason – It ended. The very last episode, they have like a thing where like uh, Jean Grey sees the future or something like that where she's like – or where uh, Charles Xavier sees the future, and he's like, I see uh, old enemies becoming friends, and you see, like, Magneto helping them out, and then uh, he's like, and I also see old, and I also see friends becoming enemies, and you see Jean Grey turn into, like, the Phoenix. Mm. Um, so, 
they had it was a great show. Um, it introduced X twenty three to the Marvel comics. Mm. So this is where she started. This was just like Firestar. X twenty three started in the TV show. Uh, everyone loved her, so they turned her into the uh, uh, comic books, which was pretty cool. Um, and, and you also get to see like other characters that you know you never even heard of. I mean, I think they also created Spike for the show. Yes. Um, but I don't think he ever really made it big into the comics, unlike X-23. Um, but again, like you said, like they were all kids, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, Shadowcat, Spike. They were all in school. Um, Wolverine and Storm were like the adult teachers along with Beast. Yes. Rogue, she was just like a goth girl, which I thought was a perfect character for her. Yes. But yeah, no, they did a lot of, um... Yeah, that was a real, like, it was, like, it was such a cool, like, idea and stuff like that. And then, again, it's, like, I know a lot of people hate it because they're, like, oh, they're kids and did it. I'm, like, you know what? They're trying something new. It's What I noticed what they did is, like, the movie probably did so well, uh, the X-Men movie. And mm-hmm. they probably had probably a lot of kids who saw it, you know? And then they probably, like, well, we got to gear this towards the younger audience because that's where you make your toy money. That's where you make your, you know, ratings and stuff like that. And, again, this was a series that ran for four seasons, so it's like, uh, we don't, again, like I keep saying, kids, like, we don't get that many seasons with shows sometimes. I mean, you're lucky yeah. to get, you know, so again, another four season, uh, you know, Firehouse. And this, the next one that's coming up after X-Men Evolutions mm-hmm. is actually a fantastic series. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say this, though, thanks to X-Men Evolution, my wife loves the X-Men. Oh, okay. She absolutely loves the X-Men. Uh, she... Um, she's super excited for Apocalypse. Oh, like yeah, I think oh, more excited for me, which is which is awesome. By the way, well, well first off, you already got your movie this year. Yes, yes, I did. So <laughs> she's she's also getting her. She's actually getting two movies. She's getting X Men Apocalypse and Finding Dory, so she's happy. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. I got oh, so much money. Ah, um, uh, now I see. Now the next cartoon was Spider Man: The New Animated Series, which basically took the uh, the success of the Spider-Man movie and kind of created their own thing. It was on MTV, and I didn't really care for it. I didn't like the animation, because it was the CG-type thing. I I understand that, but what I liked about it was a little bit more of an adult-orientated show. Um, I absolutely loved it. Of course, one of my favorite voices for Spider-Man, Neil Patrick Harris, I thought yes. he did a phenomenal job in this. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I liked it. It was really good. That some they introduced Electro into this one. They had like, uh, yeah, I know it was by the same people who did the show reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it only lasted one season, which was kind of sad. But I did like it because it was kind of it gave us our first um, almost like a mature like animated series for adults at this point. I mean, uh, I ended up buying it on DVD. I have it, so I'll rewatch it every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good thing. And actually the thing that I really enjoyed when, uh, I think it was called Shattered Dimensions video game came out, they actually went through all the animated series of Spider-Man shows and they, oh, cool. ga- and they gathered everybody to voice a different Spider-Man. So Neil Patrick Harris was the amazing Spider-Man. Um, I think you had the guy from the original cartoon show, uh, do the Spider-Man Noir, uh, the guy who voiced him, I believe in the Spider-Man, uh, 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 uh Ultimate, the uh, the one we were just talking about, the future Unlimited. one. Unlimited, yeah. Yeah, Unlimited was the future Spider-Man. Uh, so it was, it was actually just a really cool idea how they did everything. And 
Uh, I thought that was that was a great callback. I thought for that with that video game. Actually, we'll say this: if you can get your hands on a copy of that game, I highly recommend it. It's a fun playthrough. I do have it. I ended up buying it, but shortly after my PlayStation Three died, so I can't play it anymore. Whoa. Well, that's why PlayStation Four really needs to get on backwards compatibility. People, jeez. Yeah, that's not happening. I know that's not happening because PlayStation sucks sometimes. (laughs) All right. uh, Next up, and we mentioned this earlier, was the Fantastic Four World's Greatest Heroes, which was from 2006 to 2007. I do remember Um, watching this. Um, I didn't care for it that much. The suits, I mean, they tried giving, like, you know, like a more modern update to everything. I think this was, again, uh, the success, or I don't know if it's success, but Uh, this is right after the the movie, I think, uh, uh, basically, they're saying that the, four, the Fantastic Four comic book, as well as the Ultimate Fantastic Four comic and the 2005 live-action film, were used as the basis for the series' look and feel. So, basically, right after the movie, they were like, hey, let's release a cartoon for it, which just seems to be something that they've been doing a lot lately. Um, the cartoon had, you know, the Hulk made an appearance into it, so that was kind of cool. Ant-Man made an appearance, She-Hulk... <sighs> Again, this is just another one I didn't really care for that much. Mm. Um, I did watch it when it was on. Cause I think it was on. No, it was on. Uh, it was on Cartoon Network, actually. Yes, but it was also on. I want to say here we go. Airing in the United States, the show had an erratic airing schedule on Cartoon Network, having uh, premiered as part of Toonami, which I remember being on part of Toonami, and it ran for only eight of the season's twenty-six episodes before being pulled. It subsequently returned to the network starting June 9, 2007, so about almost a year later, mm-hmm. shortly before the release of the film Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer. The second launch of the show aired only nine episodes, leaving nine installments not televised in the USA. The show aired on Boomerang for a brief time before moving to Nicktoons in 2009 for the final episodes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably just another thing, like, just had such a sporadic thing going on with it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's so many weird stuff like with these animated uh, series mm-hmm. and things like that. Now this uh, this one afterwards Next. was was yes. uh, Now, did you like this one? Oh, I love this one. I really enjoyed uh, the Sp- spectacular Spider-Man series. It only ran for two seasons, which was really kind of disappointing. Um, yes. I like the design of the characters. It was very different from what we've seen before. I think they did a great job with certain stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. It it was more playful, like almost, and they had Gwen Stacy as a more main character than Mary Jane, which I loved. Yeah, because I don't think Mary Jane came in until maybe towards the end of like the second was, or the first she season. Was in the, she was in the show. Um, I think she may have actually come in. Near, yeah, you're right. But and she even then she still wasn't like a main character. Still focused on Peter, Norman, and uh, Gwen. Or yes. Not Norman, but Harry. But yeah, they did a they did a, a lot of cool stuff and things like that with that uh, that show, and I thought the art design was really kind of cool and all that great stuff. But it was just like I'm trying to remember where it even ended because they even did they did a like was it this one or am I thinking the other Spider Man show? I'm trying to remember. I think it was this one. I want to say when he gets the when he gets the black the black suit, and this was actually taken right from the comic book. I remember the story because I think I have it in this big book of like Spider Man the black suit collection or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was literally Spider Man goes to sleep, and the black suit goes onto his body and basically takes over him. Yeah, and goes out and starts fighting crime, and it was great because like he's fighting the Rhino in the comic, 
And the rhino's like, oh, no, quick whips or anything like that. And, like, you know, Parker's just, like, asleep. And the suit's just, like, standing over the suit, just, like, takes him out and then goes home. And then, like, he wakes up the next day. It's like, Spider-Man catches the rhino. And he's all like, I remember doing that. Like, kind of, like, <laughs> this weird, like. So I think yeah. they did that in, uh, in the Spectacular Spider-Man. He was actually fighting, I think, the Sinister Six, which I think is a great idea to do for the movie, for crying out loud. Like, he can't fight the Sinister Six on his own. He's getting his ass handed to him. He finds the suit. The suit helps him out. It kind of like, oh man, like you guys have mm-hmm. so much good stuff to work for. So do it. Um, but I'm looking at this, and they were saying like, if the show had uh, gone into a third season, they were planning on introducing Carnage, Hydra Man, Scorpion, and Hobgoblin. Oh man, that would have been so. I would have loved to see what the what Carnage would have looked like in that art style. That would have been so cool. Yeah. Uh, but again, like this show was just great, and now obviously we're starting to get into shows like uh, that were recent because this was on from 2008 to 2009 on CW and Disney XD. Yeah. Up next is another cartoon that I absolutely loved that got canceled after one season, and I really wish it hadn't because it was so good. And they were actually going to put Deadpool in the second season, and that's Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, this was a really cool looking show. The art design I really enjoyed. I liked uh, everybody was older. It was and it, it even starts off as this like messed up like thing where it's just like mm-hmm. basically like, you don't know this yet, but obviously the Phoenix kind of just emerges and like has everything explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Xavier goes into a coma. Well, he does go into a coma, but he doesn't wake up until the future. And, but he's somehow able to send like messages to the past through his old body. Um, Magneto's got his uh, Genosha Island. Yeah. And so Wolverine's basically taken over. Cyclops went missing for a while, but he eventually comes back. And Cyclops is all brooding and emo-like. Emma Frost they brought into this, which was really cool, because Emma Frost you don't see much of. Yeah. Um. Let's see, uh, I remember Nightcrawler had a sweet scene with swords. Uh, they had Scarlet Witch in this, Quicksilver, um, and then like the future X Men stuff that they were doing. Like it was the whole uh, Days of Future Past with the Sentinels and yeah. whatnot, and the higher power of whatever the heck it was called. But it was such a great show, and then it ends up getting canceled. And there's a Facebook page called uh, Save Wolverine and the X-Men where they have a petition to try and get uh, like a million signatures to get it to be revived, but obviously that never happened. Yeah. But I was really hoping like they were going to bring in Deadpool for the second season because they had mentioned that. And once Ugh. it got canceled, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I want to see Deadpool in cartoon. The only thing I will say this, if you're going to bring Deadpool into the cartoon, you better have Nolan North be voicing him. Oh, definitely. Although uh, – Deadpool does show up in another cartoon voiced by uh, Wilfred L and does an amazing job. So we'll get there in a second. I did not. Oh, you're going to get to that. When we get to that series, you're going to hate everything I have to say about that. I probably will because I actually just watched it this morning. Uh, yes. So up next, um, I didn't watch the show at all. And it was neither did I. <laughs> Iron Man <laughs> Armored Adventures. Adventures. Yeah, I have. I don't know what this is. This I don't know if this it looks like a CG 3D animation. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, it was, oh, oh, yeah, that's why. It's like he's like a teenager bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, he was a teenager and whatnot. So we'll skip that. I never watched that. Um, I did watch this because this show was hysterical. On Cartoon Network, the Superhero Squad show. With this infinity gauntlet, I, Thanos, will rule the universe. All right, squaddies. Time to hero up. 
Yeah, so these were pretty, actually, I thought those were always kind of funny. Um, they had they had a lot of comic book humor in this, if you don't actually watch this. Um, or, like, if you watch them and you, ha- you know comic books, there's a lot of humor. Um, basically, it's a superhero town where all the heroes live, and the villains are trying to assemble all the affinity fractals and whatnot. I remember there's an episode where I think Reptile and Wolverine go back to the uh, X Mansion, which ends up actually being like an actual school. Mm. And there's a part where Jean Grey is a cheerleader, and she's given this whole cheer and whatnot. And at the end of it, she's like, "If you call me Marvel Girl, I'll go Phoenix on you, or something like that." <laughs> I started busting out laughing. That's funny. Yeah, so this was pretty cool, and it also ties in with the little minifigures that they've been selling at yes. uh, Target and Walmart and all that places. I used to collect those; those were really cool. I still have them, but I got it got excessive, and I had to stop. Uh, I remember, and then second season they switch out the Silver Surfer with Scarlet Witch, hmm. um, and they end up going after the Infinity Stones and fighting Thanos. Yeah. So, and they had a running gag in, like, the, you know, the opening sequence where, like, the Hulk would get turned into something, and they'd always, like, do, like, an homage to, like, a famous comic book cover, which was really cool. Oh, that's cool. So, again, great show. If you ever get a chance to actually check it out, I recommend it. I think it's on, I think they have a, I don't know if all of it's on it, but I think they do have um, it on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. So, I will give give that a peek. Um, Next up. And I never watched this. Is Black Panther, and he had his own cartoon on BET in 2011. Yeah, I did not even know that either. So um, it only lasted six episodes. It looked like. Um, yeah. Honestly, that would have been something really cool to actually kind of watch because uh, mm-hmm. I think what really got me into more of the Black Panther was, of course, the uh, the show right after Black Panther because um, he was a huge, he was a big staple point in that uh, show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm really super excited to see him in the the Marvel yes. Civil War right now, which is just going to be great. Um, now, so this one, uh, the event, uh, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, I like this show. It this was is, a good show. This was, and the only reason it uh, got canceled was because they ended up replacing it with Avengers Assemble, which matches more up to and can actually tie in better with the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, which is another thing we will get into. Yes. Um, this was great. Um, I remember they did like they did like all the, like these little mini episodes in the beginning to give you like the origin, mm-hmm. and like they did some they did the secret invasion. Yeah, they stuff. did. They got they did so many good storylines. Mm-hmm. They ended the up they ended up actually combining the secret invasion with the Kree Scroll War, which I thought was mm-hmm. perfect and well done. Yes. They introduced the Red Hulk. They mm-hmm. they did the Winter Soldier perfectly, and then the finale where like they bring in every single hero they've ever met on the entire TV show. Yeah, to fight Galactus was amazing. They did the origin of Miss Marvel. They did, uh, and not to mention the team was constantly changing after a few episodes because like they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, I quit," and then like, "Oh, I want to come back." Well, they did that great episode with Hank Pym where it's like he faked his death and comes back as, like, Yellow Jacket. I'm like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they and brought in still, Scott. Yeah, and then they brought in Scott. Um, let's see. They and Now, if you watch Avengers Assemble, which is technically after, 
it kind of ties in with Earth's Mightiest Heroes a little bit mm. because there's a scene in Avengers Assemble where Black Widow and Hawkeye are talking about uh, something that happened in this show and they actually do like a flashback and you see the art style that they had and mm. it was great. Um, you know, and the main lineup was Captain America, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Vision, Iron Man, Black Panther, Wasp, Hulk, Thor, and then Ant-Man. Yes. Which, it was a great lineup. Um, I loved how I love how they make the joke. They're like, uh, oh, Miss Marvel, since you're like uh, a lieutenant and Captain America is technically a captain, does that mean you're in charge of him or something like that, even though he's our leader? and yeah. And, like, at the end of the first season, Captain America gets kidnapped by or the Skrulls and gets taken over by a Skrull. Yeah. And they don't go into that for quite a few episodes, and then eventually they're finally like, oh, by the way, Skrull, and... Yeah, they, they did a lot of good stuff, because that was actually, I think, how season one ended, where, like, Captain yes. America went back into his room, was changing into, like, a new outfit, kind of getting more, like, looking like a modern-day uh, Captain America outfit. And well, I think sudden, he was like, just going to his room to just chill because after they just had a long day yeah and it was just like they just got done with something but yeah it was such a good episode and actually one of my favorite lines in that episode was the one where they kind of all team up for the first time to work together and mm-hmm. then uh hulk uh he's like he's like hulk i know what you are and he's like what a monster he goes no you're a hero you're the you stand up what's for right and everything that is like so i know a good hero when i see one and right then and there is like Oh cap! Like mm-hmm. oh, you just had a moment. Like like the writing was great in the show. I thought it was awesome. It sucks that it only did two seasons, but uh, it did Disney end with a great episode though. So, but yeah, but yeah, I think that I don't know if that's still on Netflix because that's basically how High Star watched it. It was on Netflix. I think so. Um, now next up is uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash. I've not seen this. I have heard about it. It is on Netflix. I can tell you that much. I've seen a few episodes. It's not bad. It's supposed to take place in the same universe as Avengers Assemble and Ultimate Spider-Man. But okay. the Hulk in this is a little bit smarter. Um, and But he's teamed up with the Red Hulk, A-Bomb, She-Hulk. And like they do so many different things. Like They've teamed up with Spider-Man. They've teamed up with the Avengers. They've... Uh, fought Doctor Doom. They fought many villains, and uh, not the only thing I, mean, I don't like about it is the fact that it's kind of like A Bomb has a blog, and so oh. he's got like these video cameras that follow them all around. So it's kind of like The Office almost, where like they'll be they'll be doing something, and then like it cuts them talking about what's going on. Okay, okay. Um, actually, I, yeah. I I will have to check this out now because uh, developed by uh, Paul Dini, who actually was a staple in my childhood with an animated show that he helped out uh, with another person, which is on the DC universe. So it's kind of cool that he's actually jumped back and forth between DC and Marvel to like kind of do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Green's in the show, so I like anything with him in it usually. So mm-hmm. uh, now, oh, Eliza Eliza Dushku. Oh, she's a voice mm-hmm. in this. I did not know. Cool. Now, uh, that's all the shows that have aired before. There's three shows going on right now, a fourth one coming up. Um, I'm going to skip the first one because I want – I'm going to save all your negative energy for afterwards. It's not so much negative. I just – I'm very nitpicky with it. Uh, we have – the three shows is Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't really watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Either have I. But Wilfred L. does the voice of 
Star-Lord, and he does a pretty good job. My wife and I watch Avengers Assemble, and it's good, but it does get repetitive a lot. Like, the entire first season, like, they're trying to fight the Cabal, but yeah, every episode, it's like, oh, the Cabal, oh, the Cabal, oh, the Cabal, we gotta find a way to stop the Cabal. Oh, Tony, you're using your technology too much. You need to cut back a little bit. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird, yeah, yes. like, I, I don't know if I even got through the first season. I think I just kind of trailed off at a certain point. The second season did get better because they started doing more with the Infinity Stones and Thanos. Okay. They had a huge fight with Thanos where um, he's using all the Infinity Stones, but he ends up using them individually and mm. found a way to, like, defeat them all. Or, like, the, the Avengers ended up defeating Thanos. Like, uh, he first started off using the Time Stone, which uh, just basically killed everyone except for Thor and Hulk. Mm. And then he aged uh, Hulk up even more until Hulk died into dust. But then Thor, he was like, you can use that stone on me all you want, but as an Asgardian, we keep getting stronger the older we get. Oh. So... He ends up clobbering. He's like, fine, I won't use the Time Stone. And then he ends up using, like, uh, what was it? The Mind Stone on everyone, making them all angry at each other. But mm. that just made the Hulk stronger. So he's like, fine, I won't use that one. Um, he used the Space Stone to kind of, like, teleport around. But Natasha, the Black Widow, and Hawkeye were like, wait, there's a pattern to all this. We can predict where he's coming from. So they ended up predicting that. Oh. Um, he used the reality gem to make them think that they won, and then uh, all the villains end up surrendering and whatnot, but then Captain America's like, wait, Red Skull would never surrender like this. This is a trap. Yeah. And they realize that was a trap. Um, And then just a few of the other stones that he used, I can't remember right now, but it was just a really cool way that they defeated him. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, like I said, like, it might be something I have to dive back into, because when I first started watching it, it, and it might have just been, like, a bitter taste thing, I think, where I just got done enjoying Avengers Assemble, and then jumped into this one, and going, like, oh, what are you guys doing, kind of thing, like, yeah, uh, you I was know. disappointed. So, it was, well. like, one, of, yeah, so, it could have been one of those things, so I could give another shot, like I said, it is on Netflix, it's not like mm-hmm. I can't see it. Well, um, I just wish they do more characters. Yeah. Because they don't. Cause like they brought in Ant-Man at the end of season two and I was like, cool, finally a new character beginning of season three. Oh, Ant-Man went his own way. Well, fuck you guys. What? Uh, yeah. At least like Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they had the new Avengers on with Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Wolverine, War Machine, and Spider-Man. That was an awesome that, episode. That was a great episode. I love that. That was oh. such a good one. Yes. Now, uh, so here we are, this show, and let me hear it. What do you have to say about Ultimate Spider-Man? Okay, Ultimate Spider-Man, this is the problem. Uh, not really a problem. I'll put it this way. Ultimate Spider-Man, I know you think I'm going to really rip this show apart. There's a couple of things in there that I don't like about it, but, I mean, you have to look at it from my perspective. I'm like, I'm ex- I was excited for this one. You have writers Paul Dini in it again. Another one of the animated series that I absolutely love that he's had a time to do. I even know Scott Mosier from uh, Kevin Smith's uh, realm of work. He actually wrote a couple of episodes on this one. It reminded me of Teen Titans with the little jokes and the side gags, some of that. Absolutely loved it. I thought the writing was great. Uh, You got J.K. Simmons voicing J.J. in the show. I'm like, you have so many good voice talents behind all this stuff. So I'm excited. I'm fun. 
I can get past all this kind of stuff. The problem I had is they changed a couple of things, and I'm like, why are we doing this? Harry Osborn is not Venom. Why did you do that? Well, I think they just want to change things up a little bit. Um, it's more closely to the ultimate comics than anything else. But, I mean, other than that, it's like I like the voice talents. I like the stuff. Mm-hmm. The only one, other person I don't really like is uh, a Doc Oct. I feel like he's kind of useless. Uh, he's bigger in uh, the fourth season right now. Now, did they ever explain what happened to him? Because to me, they're calling him Doctor Octopus, but literally, he only has like he only uses his two his mechanical arms. It's like uh, to me, you're more like... he just he's lazy. Um, if you haven't noticed, he's fat, lazy, and if you look at his hair, he basically hasn't showered in a while. Oh yeah, no. so so I think he just developed the arms to be even lazier. But um, they've actually cut back on the fourth wall breaking where he speaks to like little miniatures of himself. Okay. But what I liked about the show was he teamed up with Nova, Luke Cage, White Tiger, and Iron Fist, and it was really cool. No, that is really cool, and I like that because we finally get to see more of those kind of characters. But in the third season, when they started doing Web Warriors, um, they were in the beginning, but then they slowly started to fade them out. Okay. Because now he's doing this whole S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy thing with a bunch of other heroes, which is still cool because you got Cloak and Dagger, you got Squirrel Girl. Um, okay, see, I've only seen up to season two, I think. Yeah. Um, so, which was still cool, but then now, fourth season, which is uh, Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six, he's only teaming up with the Iron Spider, Agent Venom, Scarlet Spider, and Miles Morales Spider-Man, because he's stuck in their universe. Okay, weird, interesting. But they're only having him stuck in the universe because he's now in the ma- main universe in the comics. But okay, th- that's kind of weird. Okay, so basically, what you're telling me is they've uh, they've done it's called Ultimate Spider-Man, but right now they've gone through three different incarnations in one series. Well, no, 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 no. Um, he's still the same Spider-Man. No, I know that, but I just meant like they 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 like literally just like hey, we like where the story's going. Oh, we're gonna get rid of that. We're gonna bring in a new story. Uh, we don't like that one. We're gonna bring it. It's like it's well, kind of no. weird to me. They just finished up that storyline, and now they're going on to the next one. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know if I even want to watch this anymore. <laughs> it's still good. I, I do recommend it. There's a great episode with Iron Fist where they go to Iron Fist Temple, where, and you find out Scorpion is actually from there. Oh. So that was kind of cool. Uh, the Deadpool episode's really good. Um, super funny. Wilfred L. does a great job as Deadpool. He's annoying. Um Hey, not, <laughs> do not knock uh, all the characters he's ever done. Ron Snow. No, I'm not. Uh, that's the thing. I am not brashing any of his other characters. I think he does great voice works. Fuck, he's Terry McGinnis yes. in Batman Beyond. I just did not like him as Deadpool. And I don't know if it's because I'm so used to somebody else being Deadpool or I think yeah. he maybe went over the top on this one. Uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, if I see another episode, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the episode's a good episode. Like, I love when he mm-hmm. asks him his storyline. He's all like, when I was a baby, it's like baby Deadpool, and you're just yeah. like, it's ridiculous, and it's great, and it's fun. Like I like I said, there could just be stuff where I just got done watching something, it leaves a bitter taste in my mouth, I jump into something else, I'm all like, I'm just gotta be angry at something. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, again, you know, so I, I'm actually kind of curious now. I think I might dive into this because I think season three is on Netflix right now. I'll probably yeah. jump into that. Um, you know, it's just one of those. Again, I think the problem I had also, and again, it also does affect whoever you're watching the show with. True. Now, so 
And the final cartoon is coming up in 2017, Big Hero 6. Wow. This, that's, I, when I saw this announcement, I'm like, okay, so are, you, are they going to be doing, uh, are they going to be doing the computer graphics? Or are they going to do a cartoon? What's going, where, uh, where are they going with I this? can see it probably more as like a cartoon type thing, which I'm okay with if they just do this as like a sequel to the movie instead of, you know, like doing another movie. Because then you can get so much more story into it. Yeah. Now, that's it with Marvel. So let's move on over to DC because I know you're probably really excited for this. Well, we're both kind of excited for this, and yes. this is going to be like one of our longest episodes ever. <laughs> I'm okay with that, and I assume everyone else is okay with it too. So first up, New Adventures of Superman, 1966, nine days airing after Marvel's uh, superhero show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way before my time. I never really knew about it, but... Went for four seasons. Yes. Um, but then uh, from 1966 to 1969 was The Adventures of Superboy, which is pretty much just the younger Superman, because the character of Superboy wasn't really created until the Death of Superman storyline. Yes. Uh, and that actually went for three seasons, 34 episodes. That's yes. pretty interesting. Um, and then uh, from 1967 to 1968 is the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure. I'm just going to say this. This is just like the weirdest thing ever. Like out of all the staple of characters that you have, why would you do Superman teaming up with Aquaman? Now, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with Aquaman. But I know during this time period, uh, Aquaman, they really did not give him his his credit due when they were doing these cartoon shows. They really showed the worst of Aquaman. And that's probably where everyone gets the assumption of this guy is a really shitty superhero, which he is not. But this is where all that crap pretty much came from, I'm going to say. Now – Due to the success of this show, Filmation had produced a metamorpho pilot and planned pilots for Plastic Man and Wonder Woman. A DC Comics cartoon hour was also being developed with concept drawings featuring Metamorpho, Plastic Man, The Flash, The Blackhawks, The Doom Patrol, Bawana Beast, and The Metal Men. Plans wow. were canceled when CBS secured the animation rights to Batman in the wake of ABC's recent success with the Batman live-action television series. Subsequently, in 1968, the series became the Batman-Superman Hour with new Superman, Superboy, and Batman segments. Previously aired Aquaman shorts were repackaged into the 30-minute Aquaman, which also included the existing guest star segments from the Superman-Aquaman Hour adventures. So the next one after that was Aquaman from 1968 to 1970. That is so. Um, that is so crazy that that was a um, like what you just named off there, like Metamorpho and uh, the, the Metal Men and Plastic Man getting like their own like cartoon. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, like, it never happened. But that would have been awesome yeah, to see. That would have uh, been nuts. So, so from 1968 to 1969, you had the Batman Superman Hour, which we just mentioned, and then the Adventures of Batman. From 1968, uh, Batman the Boy Wonder. Uh, this was also done by Filmation. Uh, 30, they were just shorts or whatnot. So, yeah, um, it, it showcased the 12-minute Batman segments from the Batman Superman Hour, sometimes broken up by and surrounding other cartoon from Filmation's fast-growing stream of superhero stars. A rebranded 30-minute version premiered on CBS on September 13, 1969, as Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder... This version was repackaged without the Superman and Superboy segments. Okay, and then, and then 
Batman and Robin would next appear in the new Scooby-Doo movies, crossover, various versions of Super Friends, and The Adventures of Batman 1977. So, like Soinks, Batman and Robin, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> so, 1973, Hanna-Barbera released Super Friends. The Super Friends. Now, this is an interesting thing. I remember seeing these when I got, you know, Cartoon Network. They'd play the old ones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Up on uh, Boomerang and whatnot. And Boomerang and everything like that. And the weird part is it's only 16 episodes, but I didn't even realize this. These were 60 minutes runtime with commercials and everything like that. So these were almost like the 43, like, long uh, episodes. Like, they – I didn't – I thought they were all, like, 30 minutes. Like, I didn't remember huh. them being, like, that long. So – um, but yeah, you had, uh, this was the weirdest Super Friends because you had, uh, well, there, is this the first original? Because I know they had another incarnation with something because I know this was Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Robin, Aquaman, and then they had like the, and then they had the girl and the mutts and. Uh, here we go. In addition to the superheroes, a trio of psychics was introduced, each of whom were new characters not drawn from the comic books. Wendy Harris, Marvin White, and Wonder Dog none of whom had any special abilities save Wonder Dog's unexplained ability to reason and talk. Wendy and Marvin were depicted as detectives and or superheroes in training. These characters were a nod of sorts to the JLA's human friend, Snapper Carr from the Justice League of America comic book, who was meant to be a viewpoint character the readers could relate to. Ah. Um, so, Super Friends, and then... Uh, in 1977, we had the new adventures of Batman. That was only 16 episodes, 25, uh, filmation again, the aired on mm-hmm. CBS. Uh, uh it looks like this is when I think they put Batgirl in the series, maybe. Let's see. In the new adventures of Batman, the dynamic duo fights crime in Gotham City, encountering the classic Batman rogues gallery, as well as some original villains. Complicating matters is Batmite, a well-meaning imp from another dimension called Ergo, who considers himself Batman's biggest fan. As a result, he wears a variant of Batman's costumes and attempts to help him, only to often create more problems missing is Alfred, Uh. the butter, butler of Batman's alter ego, Bruce Wayne, also notable in this series are the inverted colors of the circle R on Robin's costume. Oh, uh, yeah, so this is the, right before, I guess, the pre-Batmite uh, character. Mm-hmm. So after that was the all-new Super Friends Hour. Okay, maybe this is what I'm talking about. Now, this is the one, uh, yes, where the Wonder yes. Twin powers activate and Black Vault. And, um, Here we go. In this particular incarnation of Super Friends, the DC comic book's legend, Superman, Batman, Robin... Wonder Woman and Aquaman return to fight for justice. However, this time, they get the help of shape-shifting super teens Zahn and Jaina, a.k.a. the Wonder Twins, along with their space monkey, Gleek. Ugh, that was a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder Twin powers activate. Only 15 episodes. Okay, now I'm trying to remember. There was one where they actually had, like, Firestorm and... um, I think we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Um, but let's see here. Uh, 15 episodes. Um, again, 60 minutes long. Let's see here. Uh, we had uh, Batman Tarzan Adventure Hour. That's uh, weird. Yes. I'm guessing that's, that's probably, again, just like we'll put two things together, cut them up into little segments, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. 
Up next is the challenge of the Super Friends. Yeah, maybe this was it. Let's see here. Uh, lineups. Uh, 11 heroes make up the Super Friends Justice League of America. They are Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkman, Black Vulcan, Apache Chief, and Samurai. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's probably the other one that was just... I know one of them had uh, Firestorm. I know there was. Yeah. And then 16 episodes, the... again, yeah. 60 this... minutes long. And then this was the Legion of Doom as well, I believe, where it's like, meanwhile at the Legion of Doom, and it was Lex Luthor, Salman Grundy, uh, Serestro, uh, Black Man. That's so weird. Did they even have Green Lantern? Oh, they did have Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chitara, uh, the Scarecrow. Cheetah. Oh, Cheetah. I'm like, Chitara. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Riddler, Bizarro, uh, Brainiac, Captain, Captain Cold. Gorilla Grog. Uh, Gorilla Grog. Uh, yeah. That was such a weird... Up next from Filmation again is Batman and the Super Seven. What the hell? Uh, let's see. During the 1980-1981 television series season, NBC ran repeat episodes under the title Batman and the Super Seven. This hour-long series featured all the original Super Seven segments except Jason of Star Command and Ta- Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle. The Tarzan show continued airing repeat CBS um, later. So... It looks like it's just like re-airing of cartoons from Batman and of other stuff. Yeah, that's just like that's all I'm seeing with DC in the late like the the late 19s, like the early 90s, 70s, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they just keep uh, yeah, rehashing re- stuff. Yeah. So up next is Plastic Man comedy slash adventure show. Oh, interesting. Uh, let's see here. Plot. Plastic Man, his girlfriend Penny, and his Polynesian sidekick Hula Hula travel the world and are given their assignments from the chief to stop any threat to the world. Plastic Man often retains his sense of humor even in dangerous situations such as a giant octopus capturing Penny and Hula Hula, causing him to comment, what scout troop did he belong to? In an early episodes, Penny had a crush on Plastic Man, who chooses to ignore it as he himself has a crush on the dark-haired female chief. However, in the second season, Plastic Man uh, reciprocates Penny's crush on him, and the two marry. The marriage produces a son who has the same powers as Plastic Man and spawns a lighter series of episodes featuring Baby Plas doing things such as saving his friends from neighborhood bullies. Yes. So, I'm just gonna Go to the next one because that's yeah, just gonna... the world's greatest super friends from Hanna Barbera. All right, so Hanna Barbera is back in the franchise. All right, so we got characters of Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Wonder Twins, and Gleek again. Uh, so only like eight it's... episodes <laughs> and thirty minutes long this time, but it was followed by. Let's see where is it? Super friends. Uh, Super Friends from 1980 to 1983. This might be the one you're thinking of. Okay. So Super Friends, main characters. These new adventures featured appearances by the core group of the five classic superheroes, Aquaman, Batman, Robin, Superman, and Wonder Woman, along with Zan, Jaina, and Gleek. A 1981 episode titled Evil from Krypton depicted the Superman's Fortress of Solitude with a somewhat crystalline exterior and without the giant key reminiscent of its film appearances. There were also guest appearances from members previously depicted in Challenge of Super Friends, as well as the original Hanna-Barbera created hero El Dorado, Mm. debuting in the second season. 
Um, I'm trying to see here. Guest characters and villains. Uh, this oh, one that's massive. right. Casey Kasem was the voice of Robin in these. <laughs> nice. So it lasted three seasons, but only 22 episodes. Mm. Well, I got to see this, how they divided this up. Because it's like uh, season one. Oh, okay. They're actually combining all of the series together. Oh, maybe that's what they did. Uh, I mean, no. See, that's see, that's what gets so weird with like some of these things. It's yeah. like they, they, they have them start out certain go. things, and then they put them all together, and they're like, oh, no, it's a brand new series, series. but you're like, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they were all separate, but like there's, they're kind of just combining everything into its own. I think what it really was was like each series was a continuation from the last. Mm. But um, it was just they just renamed the show after a little bit. Mm. So you got uh, Super Friends, and then you got Challenge of the Super Friends. Oh no, I'm sorry, it went Super Friends, then all new Super Friends Hour, followed by. Challenge of the Super Friends, followed by Super Friends again. And then from 1980, another filmation, the kids' superpower hour with Shazam. Or Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, interesting. Did not even know about this one. Nope, um, neither did I. Oh. And then Super Friends again, the legendary superpower show. Jeez. I'm getting honestly this is getting the one sick with of this. Okay, I'm, I'm like I'm getting really sick of these. Finally, uh, but yeah, also known as Super Friends, like seven. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, let's see here. Eight episodes. Uh, follow. Oh, this one yeah, actually had Dark Side in it. Yeah. So and Superman, was... Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Firestorm, Black Vulcan, Gleek, Apache Chief. Uh, the Samurai, El Dorado, and the Wonder Twins. Now, the next one, it's not Super Friends. It's the Superpowers team, Galactic Guardians. But I like this one because it's got Cyborg in it. Ah. Uh, um, so Superpowers yes. team consisted of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Robin, Cyborg, Aquaman, Firestorm, Hawkman, Green Lantern, The Flash, and Samurai. Now, is this the first time Flash has been in this? No, he's been in others, I think. Okay. Because, like, yes, almost. All right, so. let's see. Um, I'm going to be honest. So far, a lot of the DC earlier stuff seems like it was just a lot of crap. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so 1988, there was Superman. Let's see here. Lasted 13 episodes, one season. Okay, let's Followed see. by Swamp Thing Swamp in thing. 1991. Uh, number of episodes five did yeah. not last, did not even get a season. Jeez. I just yeah. remember the theme song was just ripped off from Wild Thing, where it was just like, Swamp Thing! <laughs> if I can find the theme song, I will play it right now. Okay.
Now, up next, and I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, Batman, the animated series from 1992 to 1995, produced by Warner Brothers Animation. Okay, now this is basically, like we just said, we went through a lot of crap with DC for a while. This was basically, uh, like, whether you like Batman or not, but you have to agree, when this show came out, this actually started defining DC's animation production and pushing all those other great series that we got afterwards, Superman, Justice League. It was just a powerhouse. Uh, this was just a great show because it was bon- developed by Bruce Tim. Um, Eric Rensnick, and then also Paul Dini, who I mentioned countless times, has not only written for a bunch of the Batman shows and Superman and Spider-Man and all these other things, but also uh, he did those two, uh, the Arkham Knight games, you know, the the coming back in and stuff like that. Uh, This gave us great voice acting from uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, you know, uh, Mark Hamill, uh, just so many people in this show. That's just uh, this just was a staple of everything. Um, now I know Kyle isn't a fan of Batman, but he does have to say some of the villains in the show were pretty badass. I'm gonna say this: this was a very dark show, and not because the whole entire show was basically drawn on black paper. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was just very dark. But like the, uh, I remember it was just very. I don't want to say scary-like, but... It had some depth to it. These were, like... These were written for, like, comic book fans. This had uh, stuff Mm -hmm. for, like, really good stories and things like that. Uh, Just, oh, man, just so good. Uh, Of course, and without this show, actually, without this show, this actually... uh, Paul Dini and Tim Bruce actually developed a character that was never in the comics uh, for the television series, and then it became one of the biggest things ever had. It was Harley Quinn. And I wish Um, it hadn't. You wish like had it? I, I don't like Harley Quinn. She, I feel like people worship her too much mm-hmm. for being someone who's constantly wanting to be in an abusive relationship. Yeah, but that's what I strive for. Um, to be in an re- abusive relationship or to be the one giving the abusive relationship? I'm mostly – all my relationships are abusive. I always get treated like crap. Uh, okay. I, I do have to mention but, this, though. Ron Perlman, the voice of Clayface in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it was such a great, uh, show. There's a bunch of episodes that I really enjoyed about it. Um, you know, uh, it's, oh man, it's just, it, it basically, this took off the success of the 1990, 1989 movie, Batman before the, uh, or maybe even 1992 Batman Returns. Uh, but I just remembered a bunch of people working on Tiny Toons Adventures mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they were like, I want to work on Batman cause they might have a thing for, you know, uh, Batman. So um, mm-hmm. they started working on that. But uh, and th- actually, I'm going to put it this way: what I really do like about this show that it actually did so well, and it got you know so many seasons and everything like that it gave us a show that I absolutely actually really enjoy. Made me actually enjoy the character a lot. Was the the bat the Superman the animated series? Yes, because after Batman was. Um, well, hold on one second. There's also this thing here from... Well, the Batman anime series lasts from 1992 to 1995, but then there's one here that says the Superman-Batman adventure from 1995 to 
Yeah, no, I which don't looks know. Like it's just like a rehash of yeah of all the old stuff. So we'll, we'll skip that. Yeah, skip um, that crap. Then from 1996 to 2000 was the Superman the animated series. Now this show I really did enjoy. I never actually watched this when it came out, but I did end up YouTubing all the episodes when I got older. Mm. And I see, I remember just binge watching the entire thing, and it was just amazing. All the crossover yeah. episodes they did, and like they bring in like Green Lantern, which was Kyle Rayner, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Kyle Rayner. Yeah, they did a little. I mean, I know the Flash was on an episode of Superman. Yep. They were actually doing the fastest man in the world. Uh, I mean, you got voice acting. Uh, Tim Daly, who did Wings, is the like to me. That's my. That's like the voice of Superman is Tim Daly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just liked him. He was it, like, look, I wasn't ever a big fan of Superman. Like I. Didn't hate him, but I was just like, I just didn't get like a guy who was so super powered. But one of my favorite episodes in that was like, it was something going on with the sun where like uh, someone was changing it from a our sun to like a red sun. So he would lose his powers. But what I liked about it, he's literally at the Daily Bugle or not the Daily Bugle, the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there and uh, he drops his pen under his desk and he looks around and goes, oh, no one's here. Literally lifts up the desk and grabs the pen and put it in. I'm like, yeah, you're Superman. This is stuff. You, it's like, it's like, I don't need to bend down to get a pen. And screw this, you know, like, and that's, I just kind of like that humor in it. Um, yeah, that was such a great show. Um, they did all the villains. I remember the, I'm going to screw up his name, but Mizzleplex episodes where he had to trick him into saying his name backwards. Those were always great. And what, who voiced him in that was Guilford Godfrey, which I absolutely loved. I was like, <laughs> you ever put him in a movie, get him to do the voice. Cause mm-hmm. that was just perfect. Cause I loved the, I loved that episode. Like when he first showed up, cause it was literally like, he's mm-hmm. there like he disappears from his universe and then it's like not even like four seconds later he comes back he's just like ah son of a like <laughs> <laughs> yep so after that uh from 1997 1999 the new batman adventures which is just a sequel to the previous batman animated series but this time you know you got robin nightwing and all of them. Yeah. So yeah, this is when you put I in think... the Tim Tim Drake Robin. The actually the uh, the uh, the costumes. This is when everything kind of changed, and some of the villains actually changed want... as well. I want to say this just made it just a little bit more lighthearted. Like it's not as dark as the previous. It's funny. I would I would say that, but this is the this is the weird one where they actually gave the Joker like the black eyes, uh, oh. and then and then it was so weird because this is the one where like they would fight and they would have blood. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But okay, so there was that. Um, let's see here. The new Batman Superman Adventures, nineteen ninety seven night two thousand, uh, is named given to a package series that combines Superman the animated series with the new Batman Adventures produced by Warner Brothers Animation. Uh each half hour episode in the hour of a half block featured either a single repeat from the original Superman run, the original Batman the Animated Series, or a brand new story featuring Batman made specifically for the series, drawn in an animation style to match Superman the Animated Series. These two stories focus more on Batman's supporting cast and introduce new characters such as Tim Drake. The two animated universes were united in the Superman episode World's Finest, which tells the story of Batman and Superman first meeting. The new Batman episodes that began airing in the fall of 1997 season were later released as a DVD box set of the Batman animated series as volume four, New Superman episodes that later aired in the fall of 1998 season are onward are now considered to be the third season of Superman the Animated Series. Mm. So it's kind of just like an in-between the two stuff. 
Yeah, like, um, I always did like their crossover episodes. I thought those were really good episodes. Like, especially, like, the one where uh, Batman goes missing and Superman takes over for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a really good one, especially when he, he uh, Bane, like, attacks him, and it, you see Batman punch him, but it's Superman, and Bane goes flying, and the Mad Hatter's just all, like, interesting. And then, like, Robin, Tim Drake's like, he's been working out, like, a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. just some uh, some good stuff. Like, So... From 1999 to 2002, we got Batman Beyond. a good it so was angry. now i may hate batman but i loved batman beyond yeah batman beyond what i liked about it was uh brand new batman old batman mm-hmm. mentoring him uh great storylines great just just different things even even the movie they did with it that uh oh. came out uh return of the joker was a really good yes, um that was good, good one uh, the problem I had with it was the fact that it got to a certain point where it, the last episode of season three was like an okay episode. It wasn't anything crazy or anything weird. Uh, it was an interesting one, but then you're like, okay, cool. And then that was it. And then they talked about like they were mm-hmm. going to do more and then it just kind of got swept under the rug of not doing well, anymore, so. it does end up getting an epilogue finishing to it, but we will get to that later. Yes. So Batman Beyond, great series. Um, highly recommend it if you can ever find it. Um, I believe, I believe it's, it's on. Back- uh, is it? I believe it's on Netflix right now. I do know that there is actually a Batman Beyond comic book out there. Um, I think they uh, put it out during the New Fifty Two. I don't know if it ever did well, but so up next there was a web series part of DC animated universe for Lobo. Never even seen it. Neither have I. Um, I'm not seeing much on it, so if anyone can ever find it, congratulations, you found it. Then 2000-2002, we had Gotham Girls, another web series, which I think I remember seeing Cartoon Network re-airing during their DC block. They, yeah, they, they probably like, did. little shorts. Yeah, I think they were little um, shorts. They went from, uh, so it's back to, yeah, it's like Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, it seemed pretty interesting. I like the art style because, again, it's done by uh, the Bruce Tim kind of stuff. Uh, it did go for three seasons. Uh, huh. Now, but this next show, and this was what I love this show, Static Shock. Yes, this was a great show. Super hit. 
Now, it wasn't really going to be tied in with everything until you actually, until they did like a team up with the Justice League. Yes. That, uh, they ended up doing like so many different, uh, tie-ins with it, um, I remember they did an episode where they go to where Hans will go into the future to see his future self, and he actually teams up with Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a team up with the Justice League, and then there's even like a Justice League episode where they go to the future, and Future Static Shock is there. This show didn't really even rely too much on the anime, uh, you know, the DC animated he- uh, heroes and anything like that. It was just basically all of Virgil Hawkins, yeah, and him. <clears throat> So, yeah, it was, just, it was just a very good and it was different because, again, like as dumb as it sounds, and I know a lot of there was uproar already with the new Star Wars uh, trailer with uh, another female lead. Uh, but again, it's like this diversity and stuff like that. It's like, again, we didn't it's like they didn't we didn't it was like a black it was an African-American superhero again. It's like and mm-hmm. I was like there's I know people always get up in arms and stuff. But to me, I'm like, I thought it was great. It was a fun show. It was a different show. It kind of mm-hmm. showed like this kid, how he lived on the streets and everything, not on the streets, but like in his neighborhood and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, there was crime going around and he got superpowers. So he was like, I'm going to do something about it. And it was, yeah. it was just cool. You know, I liked it. it. I enjoyed the humor. Thing. Yeah. It dealt with racism. Cause I remember the episode where he finds out that his best friend's dad is racist. Oh yeah. Um, and obviously it deals with a lot of gangs and everything like that. And it was still a really good episode. Um, I remember when it ended, and I'm like, I want more. I want more. I'm really kind of hoping they eventually take Static Shock and put him into the CW-verse. That would be pretty legit if they were to do that. Um, I know there was plans for a live-action Static Shock, but I don't think that's happening anymore. But still, just I would love to see like some version of him somewhere. Yeah, you know. Um, another episode that came on around the same time as Static Shock was the Zeta Project. Yes, which actually was a spinoff, if I'm not mistaken, from Batman Beyond. Kind of, yeah. Basically, it was just a robot on the run. Um, he had a sidekick. I really didn't watch the show. I didn't care for it that much when it came out. Yeah, I mean, the, the actually, the episodes where he's on Batman Beyond were pretty were pretty good, but other than that, it was just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's also, and now, we come to Justice League. Ah, uh, Justice League. Um, so Justice League, which uh, not only Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which to me is just Justice League, is there? Yes. I don't know why they split them up, but it's basically season one, two, three, and four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that came out. It was on Cartoon Network, I think, when it originally aired. Again, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, back in the saddle. They're like, let's do this. And these were, oh my god, these were just so oh. well written. What I loved about Justice League was there was no single episode. They were all parts. arcs. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find the episode list. I hear you, Justice League episode. Well, the very first episode, or the like, the very first thing, like you know, it's it's a, like a three part, I believe. Yeah, it's a Secret Origins, which was a three part, where basically the alien, the White Martians invade. So this is what brought all the heroes together. 
Yeah. Um, but like then, like the rest of it was all like a bunch of two-parters. Um, here we go. This is the one big episode because this is also going to tie in a little bit to what I also have to talk about. Okay. Um, and we talked about this the other day. Uh, which was the two-parter Legends. The Justice League is accidentally transported to a parallel world and find the Justice Guild of America, comic book characters in the Justice League's world, while battling supervillains in this other dimension. They discover that are the world is just an elaborate illusion. Mm. This was cool because this was supposed to be the Justice Society of America. Ah, and they didn't obviously – I don't remember the exact details, but they just couldn't do the Justice Society. So they ended up creating the Justice Guild. But, yeah, yes. uh, this is a, this was weird, though. I didn't realize this because, honestly, uh, whoever did the voice acting for Superman and Justice League, um, I thought it was Tim Daly. It is not Tim Daly. Huh. It is George uh, Newburns. And, damn, does he do a great Tim Daly impersonation for crying out loud because I thought it was Tim Daly for the longest time. Hmm. Now, now, the thing I want to talk about here is one of the characters of the Justice Guild is the Black Siren, which is just a knockoff of the Black Canary. Yes. Well, it has been confirmed that the actress who plays Laurel Lance in Arrow is going to be on The Flash as an Earth 2 counterpart to herself called the Black Siren. Hmm. Instead of, you know, calling herself the Black Canary still, they're going to call her, you know, the Black Siren, which is really freaking cool because it's basically like a shout-out being like, hey, remember this? Okay, cool. Yeah. So we do too. So I'm enjoying that. Um, but, yeah. So I just watched uh, – yeah, I just finished that episode the other day, and I had to talk – I just like the one part where they're all like – Evil's afoot, gang. Let's go stop it and whatnot. And the little kid's all like, hey, can I go too? And you just see uh, Martian Manhunter's like, I don't think that would be wise for the child to get it. Sure, come on, kid. Let's go. And you're like, it's just like so perfect. And the guy who voiced uh, him, Martian Manhunter, is so good. Like he's so mm-hmm. he's so serious and deadpan sometimes. But when he has like his moments of like those little humor things, you're just like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. I'm trying to find Justice League Unlimited, which yeah. uh, aired afterwards, another two seasons. And this show, they stopped doing the whole uh, parters, which kind of sucks. Uh-huh. It was still cool because they each episode kind of introduced you into like a new character. Like the first episode introduced you to Supergirl, Captain Adam, and Green Arrow. Yeah, and what I kind of liked about it, it was like almost them trying to – they're training you know, new people and stuff like that, um, yeah. which was kind of cool. Um, third episode, uh, Morgan Le Fay turns all the kids into – or turns all the heroes into kids. I love that. That was great. Yeah. Um, fourth episode, you got Hawk and Dove. Mm. Um, let's see here. Uh, the fifth episode, I'm sure you remember this one, Wonder Woman gets turned into a pig. Yes. So Batman, Batman and Zatanna work together to return her to normal while Bawana Beast attempts to find the Wonder Pig before she's butchered at a slaughterhouse. It contains the famous scene of Batman singing the jazz standard Am I Blue to a nightclub audience. Yeah, I thought that was always entertaining. Um, you get to meet the question because they do a whole thing with the question. Um, oh, yeah, that was such a cool like character with that. Yes. 
they brought they introduced they created their own characters of the Ultimen, which were just parodies of characters from the Super Friends. Yes, because uh, they had Long Shadow, who was based off Apache Chief, Wind mm-hmm. Dragon, who was Samurai, Juice, who was Black Vulcan, and then Downpour and Shifter, who were the Twins. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. And then, of course, they had the ending to the first season was where they end up going time traveling, and the first up they go into the past and they meet uh, Jonah Hex. Yeah, that was cool. Um, oh, okay. The person that they were chasing was Kronos. Yes. Who is also in Legends of Tomorrow. And then at the second part, they end up going to the Batman Beyond time. And where they meet Batman, Warhawk, and a 65-year-old Static, and Hal Jordan. Yes. And I love the part where Warhawk's like, oh, hey, Dad. And or you find out that Warhawk is like the father of Green Lantern and uh, Hawk Hawk Girl. Girl. Um, But, uh, and then the second season, they're kind of building up for the whole uh, episode with uh, oh, I'm sorry. There were three seasons of this. Yeah, because like, I was just then. yeah, I was just noticing that too. So yeah, so the end of second season, they actually tie up Batman Unlimited or Batman Beyond. Uh, it yes. says in the future, Batman Beyond, Amanda Waller reveals to an older Terry McGinnis she created the project Batman Beyond to continue Bruce Wayne's work. And there's a note here. I'm going to read that note. It says this. The episode is not only the Justice League season finale as a crossover, it serves as an epilogue for Batman Beyond, revealing additional details about the show's characters and about events occurring after the end of the series. The episode contains many references to prior episodes of Justice League and that some of, of the episodes showed the current team and Waller, who had been a big part of the previous episodes. According to Tim, Bruce Tim, it was also originally intended to be the series finale for Justice League and the DC Animated Universe in general. The decision to end on a Batman-heavy episode was their way of bringing the work full circle on how things began with Batman the Animated Series. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah, because probably they were like, you guys, it's so good, you're getting another season. They're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Where the third season they brought, they introduced Hawkman. Yes. Um, now, one of my favorite episodes was when it was called Patriot Act, when General Wade Eiling, who some of you might actually remember from The Flash, played by the guy who does the voice of Lex Luthor in this show. Ah, yeah. Um, and also the voice of Mr. Krabs. Wow, that's funny because the voice of The Flash is the guy who played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yes. <laughs> Full circle, everyone. Full circle, people. <laughs> yeah. So General Wade Island from Cadmus steals the Captain Nazi Super Soldier Serum and injects it into himself to protect the world from metahumans. With the more powerful League members busy, Green Arrow leads Stargirl, Stripe, Shining Knight, Crimson Avenger, Vigilante, and Speedy against him. Island only stops short of killing Shining Knight when a civilian points out that Island's reason for attacking the heroes is non-existent as his entire reason for the attack was to rid the world of metahumans and he is only and he is the he was the only one out there with superpowers i love this episode because it basically brought in the seven soldiers of victory oh yeah 
at the time, I think Teen Titans had just ended, mm. and Speedy was on was in there in a couple episodes. And the voice of this Speedy is also the same voice as Speedy from Teen Titans. Teen Titans, okay, that's cool. So I I remember reading about that before this came out. I think this was like the very first time I, like, I've ever actually re- did research for an episode online. And I was like, oh my gosh, Speedy, I gotta watch this episode. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I, 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 now I'm even trying to think, is season three even on Netflix? Because I think it only has yes. two seasons. I it just, is? Okay. I just watched the finale. I think they combined one and two together. They might have, okay, because I have to I have to because I'm watching I was watching the original Justice League before I go to Justice was, League Unlimited. Yeah, I was watching the finale uh last weekend. Okay. Um and then speaking of the finale where they bring back Darkseid, who you haven't seen since the Superman animated adventures. Yeah. And they you basically have all of the superheroes plus the supervillains teaming up to fight Darkseid and all of his minions. Oh, man. God, freaking... Can't they just give these guys, like, more stuff to do? Like, I love mm-hmm. their animation. I love their story-driven. I just like that team. And then even, like, uh, Lex Luthor in the end actually sacrifices himself mm. and becomes kind of like a hero. But, I mean... And there's also, like, they did the Legion of Superheroes episode where a Supergirl ends up joining them. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, this was just such a great show. I mean, the DC animated universe, I mean, it was so well put together. I, I don't think they were planning on doing this when it first started. I don't I think, think so by, either. I think by the time they got to um, the Zeta Project and Static Shock and all that, they're like, yeah, let's keep this stuff going. Um, yeah, I mean, they did so many good things, and that was another one that, like, also, like, the Teen Titans show uh, that came out, oh, I thought was amazing, it was great. That's, um, that's actually what did get me into comic books, was Teen Titans. Number of seasons was five. Again, I do not know why it got canceled. I mean, it was such a great Considering cast of character. Yeah, it ended on a cliffhanger and everything. Um, but the final season was so good because they finally brought in more Titans. Um, yeah, they introduced you to like all the uh, things. Um, they even they gave inc- like they did a Beast Boy backstory in one of them. Mm-hmm. You got Beast Boy's backstory, Raven's backstory. You basically got almost everyone's backstory for the entire thing. And, like, they never fully ever said Batman, but they kept always hinting at him. Well, like, they had some – yeah, they had some great stuff in it because it was, like, the guy Slade um, who uh, yeah. was voiced by Ron Perlman again. 
uh, he even made it like he makes a thing, like he's talking this huge speech where he's all like, you know, I could be like a mentor, a father to you. And you kind of see like Robin's eyes go like, you know, that squint, like I already have mm-hmm. a father. You're like, oh shit, he's yeah. Batman dress. Well, he just said I already have a father. And then like you see like the bats flying overhead yeah. and everything. Um, so, there's a part where Raven gets into uh, Robin's mind and she quickly sees her parents, his parents die at the acrobatics. Okay. There is the episode where Starfire ends up going to the future and Robin's now Nightwing. Yeah. I mean, it, again, another show that was, like, so this good. This was definitely like, ahead of its time. It really was. Like, not only did it have, like, a little bit of the humor in it and stuff like that, but it did still have some pretty cool, you know, you had a Hive. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, this was, you know, the Hive, which is now also an Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm surprised they haven't done Brother Blood in Arrow. That'd be awesome. But yeah, no. That the Teen Titan was another uh, another show that just like did phenomenal and everything like that. Um, uh, yeah, so, I know. I mean, <coughs> I just want to say, if it wasn't for this show, Teen Titans, I never would have gotten into comic books, honestly. So, so I wouldn't be so, here. Yeah, I, it was good. I mean, I'm, 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 oh, man. God, I want to. They should have that on on Netflix. Is the entire run mm-hmm. of Teen Titans? Yeah. Uh, so obviously it went Justice League, Teen Titans, and then Justice League Unlimited. Yes. Um, then we did a show called The Batman, which honestly I thought was shit. It, I did watch a few episodes of that. I just like seeing like it was the artwork for it, like the way that they did some of the villains, they made them very creepy like. I mean, animation-wise, it wasn't bad. Storyline, it was just kind of weird. It's like they were trying to build upon certain stuff that I don't know what they were trying to do. But like, And then they just changed a lot of the ba- villains' backstories. Like, Mr. Freeze was like a jewel thief that ran into something and became Mr. Freeze. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, they, they but, really kind of butchered that Batman series. Yeah. But what was cool was, like, if you think about it, the Batman is basically just taking all of the DC animated universe and putting it into one show because the last season was him teaming up with the Justice League. That's right. Um, but I mean, it, did last. it did last yeah. for like four years. And now most of the uh, rest of the shows are basically all Warner Brothers animation, I think, at this point. Five seasons, wow. Yeah. Uh, after the Batman, we got yeah, Crypto we- the Superdog. Yeah, I remember seeing bits and pieces of that. It was just, you know, it's kind of like a kid's cartoon, though. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I mean, for what it was, like, it was like one of those things where it's like, uh, well, what's on TV? Oh, Crypto Super Talk? Yeah, okay, I'll watch it. Um, I thought it was cute. A good way for kids just to learn about some of the things. Um, let's see, Legion of Superheroes. This show was great. Okay, I never even heard of this, so dive so basically, in. This was about the Legion of Superheroes where they at, they uh, basically ask Superman to join them, but they get the time wrong, and he's still just Superboy. Ah. So they have him join them, and they actually give him his suit and whatnot. And he has a hard time flying, so they give him the Legion ring. and But I've always been a fan of the Legion of Superheroes, so the fact that you get to see like all the different heroes in them and – it was just so cool. Um, it lasted two seasons. It definitely, I recommend it just this way you can get a better understanding of who the Legion of Superheroes are, if you want to know. Um, Bouncing Boys, Saturn Girl, Brainiac 5, uh, Lightning Lad. 
Timberwolf, Phantom Girl, all just great. Oh, that is so weird. Yeah, like I just pulled up the picture. I'm looking at it going like I did not – I did not even hear about this show. Yeah. Um, i trying to see who – yeah, that was uh, – I remember watching that. And a fun fact, I didn't even watch this live. I ended up actually – this was another thing. I actually ended up YouTubing and just binge watching the entire thing. I, I, I got to start YouTubing, binge watching that. Yeah. Um, it looks like Plastic Man had a pilot episode which never got aired. Mm. Then there's the Watchmen motion comic. Oh, that was just probably like the stuff that went along with the movie. So yeah, I actually have that on DVD. Any good? It's not bad. Um, I never actually read the Watchmen comic, so it's like, oh, um, here, just put this in and just watch it. Um, this one is very tongue in cheek. Um, you got to take it for what it is. <laughs> I enjoyed it because it does. Has some really good team-ups and just really funny stuff. And a lot of people mm-hmm. who are in it, like Aquaman, is ridiculous. Oh, yes. And his voice, <laughs> and his voice by uh, John DiMaggio, who is the voice of Bender and Jake the Dog and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you have people in there. Uh, I forget his name, but he's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, is the voice of uh, Plastic Man in this. But, yeah, Batman, the Brave and the Bold. This uh, was great for it kids. It was fun. To, it was great for kids to understand about characters that – you didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. They, Batman always teamed up with at least one character throughout the entire thing. Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. Um, actually, what's his face? He was back uh, to voice, um, uh, I believe, Green Arrow in this. Um, hmm. Ron Possible. The, oh, okay, Wilfred Epp. Yeah, I believe it was him. Um, uh, oh, and then you had, uh, what was it? It was, uh, yeah, the Green Lantern. It wasn't... Um, yeah, uh, they had it's Guy uh, Gardner. Guy Gardner, yeah, yeah, which was a was a, which in fact I think the guy who played him is the voice of Ratchet from the Ratchet and Clank game. So, oh, Wolfred L did Blue Beetle. That was it. That was it. Yes, uh, huh. but um, I just and I remember it took a while for them to finally do it, but they finally introduced Superman in the thing, and he was basically all 1940s style and. Yeah, I was so cool. Like, I, I, I did enjoy. Like, I ended up binge watching it, and I think if it's still on mm. Netflix, go ahead and check it out. But it was just fun. It was just great. You just got to take for what mm. it is. And they actually did a good story where they did the one where Batman. They had the thing where Batman was going to find the guy who killed his parents, mm-hmm. and it was actually a really good episode because what I like about it was he pulls off the mask. He's like, "I'm the man who, you know, you killed his. You create basically you created Batman." And the guy Joe Chill goes running out of the room. Going like, you guys, you guys, I know who Batman is. I just saw him. I'm the guy. I killed his parents. And then all the villains are like, wait, you're the guy who created Batman pretty much? Instead of the villains going like, who is he? They all just jump him and like beat the crap out of him pretty much. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> you know, typical villains. Like, he's like, it's your fault that this happened. But yeah, it was a really, just a really fun series. And they even did a great wrap up with it, like the the, the last episode too. So, Oh, I, I don't think I ever saw it. What happened? They basically did it like the show was canceled, so they had like a rap party and everybody was there. It was just like a kind of like a, it's just basically just like kind of like a wink to the audience of like yeah you know kind of thing. Uh, this one, and I'm ex- super excited that this is actually happening. But just Young Justice. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I think if it had aired maybe a year or two later it probably still would have maybe gotten like an extra season. 
Well, it's getting another season. Is it? I know Netflix there's... is pick... Netflix is picking it up. Wait, what? Hold on a second. Yeah, you didn't hear about this? Yeah, I they know even said it like in. A, um, I know. Yeah, Netflix is reviewing the status of the potential season three, so they're watching like anybody who's watching it right now on Netflix. They're trying to see how many people are watching it, and Netflix might go ahead and be like, "All right, let's do season three. Hmm. Hold on a second here. Well, they're thinking about it right now, from what it looks like. Yeah, so I'm kind of hoping. So everybody, right now, go stop listening to us and go watch Justice, Young Justice. No, 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 keep listening. We're almost done. Don't worry. But um, that's awesome. I really do hope they they do another season because Young Justice was so so good. good. Oh, if you haven't watched Young Justice, seriously, do go watch it. It's good. Um, Basically, it's basically Teen Titans, but before they were Teen Titans, they were Young Justice. Um. You got Robin, uh, Aqualad. Yeah, Aqualad. Martian, um, uh, uh, Artemis. Super, yeah, super, yeah super let's see. We have, yes, you have Robin slash Nightwing, Dick Grayson, uh, Aqualad, uh, Kid Flash, Wally West, um, yep. Superboy, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Miss Martian. Uh, and then, you know, second season, they expanded the team. Artemis. Yeah, so, I mean, they expanded uh, – uh, second, let me see here. Yeah, I think they had Zantana join the yeah, – Zantana joined. Um, eventually, they had Beat Boy and Wonder Girl. And not only did they have Batgirl. Speedy, Red Arrow, Roy Harper, and then Arsenal all in the same show. Well, that was the same person. Well, I know that – well, I don't want to give spoilers away, but, you know, the part where it's like two of them kind of – no, it's still him. It, Roy Harper was Speedy. He was Roy Red Arrow, and he was Arsenal. So then you had Rocket, and then he even did the thing with season two. I know Blue Beetle joined the team. Like they just did um... Blue Beetle. Um, like I said, Wonder Girl, Beast Boy. They even made a video Red, game. Tim Drake, Robin. Yeah, then Tim Drake, Robin. Then I mean, it's yeah, it's just so good. It was. Um. And, uh, like, no they one, even and, did, like, oh, they had ahead. parts where they teamed up with the Justice League, or I remember the episode where, like, they had, like, all the adults on one Earth, or, like, in, like, a different wavelength or something like that, where, and, like, the adults were in, like, one Earth or whatever, and the kids were on one Earth, and the only way that they could communicate was through Shazam, because he had to keep, because he was oh, yeah, that kid. was that was so cool, so, I remember that. Anytime he just like morphed into Shazam, he became an adult and was able to communicate between the two. I forgot that was, yeah, that was such a genius idea too. I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Um, Yeah, and then you had again Nolan North was the voice uh, was uh, uh, Superboy, Superboy in that. So it's just like Superman. Was he the voice of Superman in that? Yep, he did both voices. Oh wow. But yeah, Young Justice, again, I think if it had aired maybe air a year or two later, it probably would have done great. Maybe yeah, gotten another season. And then around the same time as Young Justice was Green Lantern, the animated series. Yeah, it only did like one, two seasons. Let's yeah. Um, I tried watching it in the beginning. But oh, it only did season, one yeah. season, but it was like two parts, basically. Yeah. Um, I tried watching it. I just couldn't get into it. But then later on, I watched 
like a lot of later episodes. Because I was all into like you know the Green Lantern, red, blue, yeah, all the colors and whatnot, which I thought was great. I didn't know Ron Perlman was the voice of Sinestro in that. Hmm. So uh, again, that show got canceled, and then I never watched Beware the Batman. I didn't either, but I heard um, they were pulling in like villains that like they actually put like pig and and frog in this. They put oh. um. They pulled like some really old school like villains for this uh, um, hmm. this show. I mean, that's cool that they brought it. Uh, here we go. Crime fighting vigilante Batman teams up with Swords Mistress Katana and his ex secret agent Butler Alfred Pennyworth to face the criminal underworld led by Anarchy, Magpie, Rachel Ghoul, Tobias Whale, Professor Pig, Mister Toad, Lady Shiva, and Humpty Dumpty. Anarchy, in particular, was intended to be the main villain in the series. While the developers allowed themselves license to stylize the characters' appearances, the villains were particularly designed to be over-the-top. I never watched it, but I may actually just check this out if I can. Yeah, it was very, like, I don't know if it's uh, anywhere or whatnot, but yeah, it just seemed very, like, interesting. Like, I never got a chance to watch it either, so I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Hmm. Um it seemed very good. I know Kevin Smith actually he really enjoyed it, so <clears throat> um let's see. So after Beware the Batman was Batman Unlimited. And which is action figure line produced by Mattel based on Batman. It has inspired a series, directed video animated films and online shorts. Uh okay. Uh cool, I guess. Um, yeah, I've never 20, even heard of this. 2015 animated shorts aired on YouTube of DC Super Friends. Okay. But it looks like it was from, you know, Imagine Next based on mm-hmm. the toy. So it was basically a superhero squad. Oh, okay. Now, basically what we have left here is Teen Titans Go, which is complete and total trash. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles. I never... Watch that, but it looks like yeah. it's a series. Um, uh, then there's the Vixen from CW, which is really good. Yeah, I have to, I have to watch that. Uh, you got to see the episode she's in of Arrow. I know you don't care for Arrow, but definitely watch that episode. It's really good. Uh, that's the thing, though. I'll probably enjoy it in an animated form. Like, I just don't know what it is with Arrow. Well, just watch the Arrow episode. I promise you it's really good, like, he even makes a joke. He's like, oh, uh, they're like, so how do you two know each other? He goes, oh, we had an animated adventure a while back. Uh, yeah, it was funny. Um, here, uh, I believe this is uh, this is going on right now, is DC Superhero Girls. Okay, I wonder if this, this is a little of the shorts that I've seen. Um, yes, these are animated shorts on YouTube. It, it basically ties in with the action figure franchise line that's going on at Target right now. Okay. Which I think it's really cool. Basically, it's like a bunch of cosplay items. Oh, that very cool. Are for girls. Uh, you can get Wonder Woman shield. I know for one, and a bunch of other cool things, which I love. That's cool. And then uh, to be announced is Justice League Action, set Ooh. to premiere on Cartoon Network. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Is an upcoming animated series based on DC Comics superhero team of the same night name. The series is produced by Jim Craig, Butch Bluick, and Alan Burnett, where it will all be debuted on Cartoon Network sometime in fall of 2016. The series will feature the adventures of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and rotating members of the Justice League. 
Oh. Kevin Conroy does Bruce Wayne Batman mm-hmm. and Plastic Man. Mark Hamill is coming back as the Joker and Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at some of these things. I just saw that Brett Spiner will be yeah. uh, Edward Enigma the Riddler. Kara mm-hmm. Strong's going to be in it. I mean, she she does great jobs on everything. Lex Luthor, oh, yeah. Booster Gold. This show's going to be great. Yeah, this sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh, running time is going to be 11 minutes, so, so these will be very mm-hmm. short, I guess. It's probably just going to be another short thing that they're going to be doing. So I'm excited, though. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, so that's all the cartoons, basically. I mean, oh, I will say this. Uh, I did. We go up into Twitter and ask everyone, "What's your favorite cartoon from growing up?" And I said Marvel or DC, mm-hmm. but pretty much everyone gave me their favorite Marvel and their favorite DC. So oh, that's will, cool. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that. I was just expecting you just to give me one. But hey, everyone, thank you. So first up is John at Tyranno John. He says for Marvel, Spectacular Spider-Man, and for DC, Justice League Unlimited. Nice. Big Mike at Big Mike eight one zero nine said for Marvel, nineties X Men, and DC Young Justice. Ooh, okay. Um, RJ Sills Uchihabro seventy seven at Anime Redneck ninety nine or whatever the heck your number is six ninety six. Okay. <laughs> RJ Sills at or fuck. RJ Sills Uchiabro seventy seven at Anime Red Deck ninety six. Hello RJ. Past guest. Uh Static Shock, X Men Evolution, Young Justice, best cartoons ever. Mm, good pull, buddy. Mike L of Krypton at E one Convoy says Spectacular Spider Man and Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited. And Ryan Cox at Ryan Cox 20. My favorite Marvel cartoon is Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and my favorite DC cartoon is hands down Batman from Fox Kids. Engine Carrie Gator at Carrie Clan says Marvel Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes or Wolverine and the X-Men. DC Justice League Unlimited or Young Justice. I name two of each because I'm indecisive. <laughs> it's hey, believe me, man. You're preaching the choir here. We love so much shit. <laughs> yes. Um. So I'll ask you this: out of all the cartoons, what's your favorite Marvel and what's your favorite DC? I'm gonna go with my favorite Marvel, hands down, has got to be um probably the Amazing or the yeah Amazing you know Amazing Spider-Man from 1990 you know the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great show, just fun, just. Good storylines, story arcs. Uh, favorite DC animation, as much as everyone probably thinks I'm going to go with Batman the Animated Series, uh, which, believe me, is a great show, but I think I like the Justice League stuff just because you get to incorporate more of the heroes. Uh, everybody gets to have their own dynamic and stuff like that, and you do get to see just, like, um, just everything. Stories are great. So, yeah. Hmm. What about okay. you, my friend? All right. Marvel, I'm a with you on the there because... Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon, such a great show. Uh, as for DC, it's a toss-up between Young Justice and Teen Titans, Ooh. but I think I'm going to go towards Teen Titans just because that's what got me into comic books to begin with. Very nice. Oh. Yes. So, 
I think we should probably wrap it up. We've been talking for about two and a half hours now. Yeah. So, uh, what, 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 uh, we are going to wrap this up, but what I will say, um, I've really enjoyed, uh, talking about these animated shows. So I think, uh, probably ever so often Kyle and I will sit down, try to watch a couple of episodes of some stuff and we'll try to talk about them, what we liked about it, maybe try to do a commentary or something like that. So I think that would be kind of fun because this stuff is like right in our real house. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this was a fun episode. I, I definitely went down nostalgia links. I've at least seen a lot of the stuff, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Now I kind of yeah. want to go back and rewatch the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Longboxcast. Um, don't forget you can follow us on the Twitter at longboxcast.com. Um, that's our website as well. Uh, we're also on the Instagram and everything mm-hmm. that. So uh, go ahead and feel to give us a tweet. Uh, use our hashtag. We have issues. Uh, maybe here's some episodes you'd like to recommend to us that we haven't seen or we didn't talk about. Maybe uh, you know, in later episodes, we'll go ahead and watch these. Uh, shows and talk about them uh next week or not next week but the next bi-weekly uh thing we're going to dive into all the cw shows because everyone's gearing up for their season finales in may i believe so we got a couple of episodes left of all these shows and we'll dive back into all that goodness plus then of course what happens in may we get our civil war we get our x-men movies so we mm-hmm. and i will be very busy this summer uh <laughs> yes, yes um there's another movie coming out too i just can't remember what it is that's coming out in may but um, I saw a movie poster or something for it. Um, yeah, so um, that's all I got. So, of course, yeah. if, you want to find, if you want to find me on Twitter or all the other shows that I do, just go to the 4i Radio Network, basically. I think I'm on everything. Uh, and then also just at Stephen Mooney Jr. on the Twitters. And, Kyle, if people are looking for you. Well, you guys can find me at Deadpool underscore Ranger on Twitter. Uh, that's about it for where you can find me. But I do want to give a huge shout-out to Ranger Command Power Hour, who kind of gave me the basis idea for this, because they recently did an episode where they just talked about all of 90s shows. And so they had mentioned a lot of, like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man and the X-Men and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I want to do an episode where we just talk about cartoons. So that's what we did. A uh, huge shout-out to Ranger Command Power. Definitely check out their latest episode, where they do an April Fool's prank and they change their lineup to talk about nothing but the Flaro universe of Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, great episode. Uh, they do a hell of a lot better of a job than us. So I was <laughs> almost like, at first when I thought this was real, I was like, oh, you know what? I quit doing Longbox Cast. We're no longer needed. Yeah, that would come down to it. So if that does happen, well, on the bright side, if uh, uh, one of us don't, if we decide we don't want to do this anymore, at least we have people in the wheelhouse to be like, uh, you can take over the show. (laughs) So um, tune back in in our next two weeks where we will be talking about just trying to catch up with everything. We'll talk about the Flash era or the Flash Supergirl crossover that happened. It was amazing, by the way. And we're also going to talk about why I'm pissed off at Arrow. So, yeah, I, 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 I want to hear that. So we're going to put a pin in that. That's going to be a teaser for you guys. Why is Kyle <laughs> angry at the show The Arrow? This will get you guys to come back to listen to the next episode. So Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, Kyle, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, you want to take us away with those lovely words that I love hearing every other bi-week. Long box cast. Animated. Too many issues for a short box.
feelings, man. Like, we need to be in more crossover episodes, like with, you know, like maybe Marvel Comics or something. Yeah, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, too bad. DC's doing their car- uh, their comics. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Can't wait for that to come out. Scooby-Doo oh, Apocalypse. <laughs> this has been another great presentation by the 4 Radio Network. You can find more information at 4